I'm Nana and welcome to another episode of Blurs Are Us. This episode is episode 160. Uh, as you can tell, I'm kind of by myself, but as always, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm just doing this episode by myself. Uh, today, I have a very special guest on the episode. Uh, I am joined by Agent K. Hello. <laughs> I feel I should put on a sexy M voice or something to say hi. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I just want to pull back the curtains a little bit for this episode. Um, I've basically done it all night to get everything that I needed to watch uh, for the episode because I've been kind of procrastinating this week. Um, we are also recording Saturday morning because the time difference is absolutely crazy. Uh, so, okay, where are you actually calling in from? I'm calling from Wellington in New Zealand. It's seven o'clock in the evening here. <laughs> yeah, it's eight a.m. Uh, just after, or yeah, eight a.m. ish. Um, yeah. So yeah. obviously, like I had the pleasure of speaking to you a good couple of weeks ago for the first time um, in one of the in one of the PCO like Facebook rooms, and um, you turned out to be a very very interesting person, and um, <laughs> I, I got, got very excited and geeked out quite a bit. And um, as soon as I spoke, I was like, you know what? At some point, I definitely want to get on the episode just to like have a chat and like, you know, just get our conversation kind of like on the air and see um, if it would interest anyone else. Because um, like, I I feel like you're just like a couple of steps below a celebrity. Like, and you probably don't feel that way because obviously, you know, you just feel like you're a normal person. But the job you do kind of elevates you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad someone thinks so <laughs> oh listen when you t- uh, so, again from doing this podcast actually i've i've kind of now been thinking like in hindsight maybe in college i should have done like film studies or media production or something like that since like i enjoy going to the cinema so much i love you know reviewing stuff as well um and i've always been kind of fascinated by how they do things in movies but before like i go even more off on a tangent like do you just want to introduce what you do to people yes i'm a i work in film post-production and um it's di- digital film post-production um i'm a roto artist mm. uh which when i describe my job badly i say i draw lines for a living <laughs> mm-hmm. um but basically what i do i create cutouts for things that are on the raw footage of the film mm. so that other departments like compositors and animators can work out where they want to place animation and compositors can assemble things to put everything together, like animation, digital lighting, other sort of effects like dust, and adding in other elements and other things that are necessary. So it's kind of invisible visual effects, but mm. it's kind of important too. So, so I always say it's very important. Is, is that like where <laughs> you like edit stuff that's been done on green screen and blue screen? Yeah, basically, uh, when they're shooting on set, they often don't have the time or there's maybe not enough blue screen or green screen to do what they want to do um so sometimes people's um, like arms or there'll be things that come off the green screen yeah so we basically have to do a cutout for the parts that come off the green screen so that they can sort of create the black and white silhouette of the whole object so okay so like del does like these uh puppet shows for kids and she's actually got a green screen and a blue screen and um obviously like just I, I'm impressed with just what she's able to do with like a super basic setup that she does at home. Um, so I'm going to ask you like some really like probably um, really sound like dummy questions, but like what is the difference between like a green screen and a blue screen? Is there a difference or is it just color choices? 
It's just a color choice, really. Uh, green screens are slightly brighter, mm-hmm. um, but it, it depends on what you're shooting. Um, say, for example, you're going to be shooting, uh, say, a Robin Hood movie, and you're having them wear bright green. Mm-hmm. You're probably more likely going to shoot on a blue screen okay. so that you can actually let the blue and take it away. If you shoot green on a green screen, it's slightly harder, but that gives me more work to do, so it keeps me in a job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are, are there more other colours? Because like I said, I'm delving into this fairly new, uh, so I've only ever seen a green screen, <laughs> blue screen. Are there multiple colours of screens, or are those the generic two that people use? Basically, blue and green are the two generic screens. There has been, I think, maybe some red screens in the past, but because of most... A lot of skin tones have lots of red in them mm-hmm. just simply because of, you know, <laughs> a very, very biased industry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> red screens are not used very often. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. So basically when, when, when they, when the things get scanned in, it's called keying mm-hmm. and there's a process in one piece of software that will select all that blue and remove it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously if something's off the blue screen or there's a big seam in the blue screen, this can happen as well. There could be camera equipment behind someone. Then I would come in and do sort of cutouts to make sure that, you know, the stuff that they can't remove automatically uh, can be taken away. Okay. That sounds cool. All right. So do you guys like use a special computer or is it just a Mac or is it you guys use Windows? What's like the go-to computer software for your dog? The thing is uh, Linux. Linux, Linux, and okay. Unix. Okay. Yeah, that's like the yeah. proper professional laptops and yeah. super complicated. Then you can like hack into people's data and everything. Yeah, that's why Jurassic Park always gives me a giggle when she goes, "This is a Unix system. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> that's really not what it looks like." <laughs> uh, that's that's crazy, man. So you're in Welling, but you you know you're not like born and raised out there. Like, how did you end up in Welling? Um, basically I'd been working in London for about 12 years. Um, and I, I lost my job. I got made redundant. This happens a lot in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, when things are busy and then all the films finish, then you can sometimes be out of work for a few months. Mm. So I was applying for jobs and, um, I applied for a job down here at the company that I work at, mm-hmm. um, my dream company. Nice. And for the first time ever, they responded back the next day. And we're like, send us your CV and showreel. And I'm like, oh, this hasn't happened before. (laughs) And after a week, everything started becoming a bit more solid. And I was like, yeah, maybe I should start telling my mum and dad I've got a job on the other side of the world because I hadn't Mm. told them anything yet, just in case. didn't want to jinx it, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, yes, I came out here to work on uh, the second Hobbit movie, uh, Desolation of Smaug. Oh, man. So obviously, like the museum is very famous for Lord of the Rings. Have you been to all the like different sites where they filmed the uh, movies? I've been to a fair number of them. Yes, um, a lot of the South Island ones I haven't done yet. I'm going to do one in August, mm-hmm. um, uh, Glenorchy. Yeah, um, which has got some locations. But um, yeah, I've been to, I've been to Hobbiton a few times. Done a feast, so I've eaten at the Green Dragon and drunk beer there, which is wonderful. Nice. Haven't danced on a table. I don't think I would have liked that very much. But, um, <laughs> and obviously in Wellington, there's there's actually a few places really close by which you can just walk to. Um, mm. The tree where Frodo's sitting, yeah, uh, where they sort of get off the road um, to escape the uh, witch, the witch king, and all his men. Mm-hmm. 
And you go about an hour's drive over the Rumutakas, which is like the local sort of mountain hill range. Yeah. Um, you can get to the Pinnacles um, out at Cape Palliser. And that was where the the Gate for the Dead, I think it's called. I, 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 so many names in Lord of the Rings, I keep forgetting them. Yeah. Um, but that's where um, Legolas and um, Gimli, they all have to run over those skulls. There's like canyons up that way, nice. which are really picturesque like natural formations so and yeah so even if you aren't into like the film itself there's some really gorgeous locations that if you get dragged along to you'd probably still enjoy it so no, no. <laughs> new zealand is definitely on one of my places to visit in the future um i i've actually never seen any of the lord of the rings movies um it was uh-huh. like, it was like a choice um i think around that time they were doing a lot of like book to movie adaptations and i hadn't been really impressed with some of them and i had read the books so i kind of <laughs> didn't want to uh spoil my memory of the books um and i just got to a point that uh-huh. i'd i'd gone so long in not seeing it i just just didn't watch it um it is something i want to get around to doing at some point uh in the future just to see <laughs> and get the get the joy that everyone else has gotten from it um but yeah so i have not yeah. actually seen the movies um but yeah it's definitely something i want to do uh-huh. One of my co-workers worked on The Hobbit hasn't seen any of them either, so... Ah, crazy. <laughs> There's no hard and fast rule. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. So, where where were you based when you were over here? Um, I lived up in um, Buckinghamshire, near Bedford. Okay. Um, I was living at my mum and dad's. I was living in London partly as well, and then I moved to my mum and dad's for a bit to save some money, yeah. which I didn't do very successfully. <laughs> um, but I was always working in London. <laughs> nice. Is that, so I, I've heard that like a lot of like the film industry or the editing and stuff like that is, is in Soho. Was that where you were based then when you were over here? I was based just north of, I was based on Wardour Street when I was at one company and then north of Wardour Street um, on the other side of Oxford, on the other side of Oxford Street when I was at another. Okay. So yeah, so right in the middle of everything. <laughs> that is crazy. So have you like always wanted to go into like the movie business and do film editing? Um, I might, my, my, fir- my, my, my first degree was in multimedia technology, nice. um, which is more like educational software and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my dad offered me the opportunity to do a master's in visual effects. Nice. Um, my sister had done the animation course and he'd like, he's equal opportunities. Like, well, your sister's done that. Do you want to do the course? And I was like, well, I don't want to be an animator. I don't think I've got the patience for that. <laughs> um, so I ended up on the visual effects one and then moved to London and was a runner for a while, mm-hmm. um, which is quite handy because you get to know a lot of people in the company mm-hmm. and then chose to go into uh, paint to what's known as paint and roto or roto prep. Okay. So, so, so before you continue, like, obviously I've heard the term runner, like a lot. What, what is actually is a runner for anyone that may not know? Um, often it's basically the company person who is part of like a facility, part of facilities. Mm -hmm. So you'd be maybe take, make tea and take it to the meeting rooms. Um, you'd be cleaning the kitchens. When I was first working back in the early two thousands, everything was still being done on film. So you would take the film across Soho to get processed at various places and then collect it later and bring it back so they could check it and test it. Um, shipping out, um, shipping out reels to other places, um, taking collections, that kind of thing. Okay. So yeah, kind of like the general dog's body, but you kind of got to know everyone in the company that way. Yeah. If you're working the late shift, you'd be there sort of making sure everyone got their meals. 
Um, you put out fruit in the morning. You know, it could be anything, really. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's just getting your foot in the door and just starting out kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. Right. yeah. So, obviously, like, you work for a high-profile company and you work for, uh, not work for, you work on high-profile films and the term yes. NDA gets thrown around a lot. What, like, actually, like, explain what NDA is and, like, how long it lasts for, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure how long it lasts for. I think it's probably in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of information that's out in the – that you can usually find out what's public information and what's private. Yeah. Um, usually companies don't want you to know how – how their pipeline is set up and the technology that's in use, any kind of bespoke software tends to be kept a bit more under wraps. Okay. And obviously the, the films that you're working on generally, um, if it's not on the, on the company website, you can't talk about it at all. Yeah. If it's on the company website, you still can't talk about it at all. We <laughs> <laughs> um, basically told, <laughs> we can say what our job role is, but, and where we work, but that's about it. But, oh, that is you know, crazy. There's, there's, there's information out there if you want to look for it. But, mm. you know, um, the thing with NDAs is it's it's the it's clients, um, the sort of big clients that sort of insist on a lot of security because obviously intellectual property is really important. Yeah. So I always have to be super careful with what I say. So I can talk about films that have been out. I can talk about current TV shows yeah. that are on there that, you know, even if I've something to do with it i can probably proffer an opinion on something that's actually being broadcast mm-hmm. but i can't unfortunately get involved in speculation on future films yeah just in because case. even even if i'm not working on them one of my friends might be working on them because mm. obviously my friends are scattered across the globe because mm. everyone moves around so much and it might look like they've broken their nda and told me something and then i've blurted it out to someone else <laughs> yeah, okay. so i always take it very seriously that i could be putting one of my friend's jobs at risk 100%. So. So, like, obviously, again, this is, like, what I'm saying, like, it's kind of like speaking to a celebrity. You have a, your own IMDb, IMDb page, and it's very extensive. You, you're credited for, like, 57 different films. Um, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what your first film that you was credited for? Uh, King Arthur. Oh, really? That was the very first one. Oh, well, that's not what it says on your IMDb. <laughs> Oh. Uh, my Troy I usually have uncredited next to the ones that are I might have to update that but Troy mm-hmm. was the very first I worked on Tomb Raider 2 first as like that was the small introduction to what I did yeah that's what's and then, that's first yeah and then I worked on Troy for eight months and didn't get a credit oh man which upset me. <laughs> mm, so when you go I was very sad I didn't get a credit because that was my first film <laughs> and then the next job I got, which is at a different company, I got to work on uh, King Arthur, and that's the very first credit screen credit I actually got. So. so, when you go to like watch a film that you've worked on, do you like stay at the end and see if you can find your name? Yes, <laughs> we always do that. And people take people take sneaky pictures of it in a cinema so they can show their friends, mm. "Hey, you're on it too." Oh, um, so- and I'll often stay films that I haven't worked on just simply because I want to see if any of my friends have worked on it so I can tell them hey I saw that film you worked on it looks really good mm. which bit did you do <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's crazy because like I said from our first conversation I, I, I went through your list and I was like you have done so many films that I've watched and I've really enjoyed and like you've even done some films that we reviewed on this podcast and uh, it's just amazing <laughs> to find out there's someone that 
it has worked on it is like a real person like i you're on facebook like you talk to me you you comment on stuff that i post then it's it's just really cool finding finding that out i'm glad you appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so crazy man um yeah obviously like, like obviously you've got a lot of uh films uh i was quite it, uh, surprised that you uh, worked on more engines um, because that film the trailer was absolutely amazing but the execution of the entire film wasn't exactly the best but like I was, what has been your favourite project to work on? Um, You know it's Avengers Endgame <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I, I just want you to hear you say it <laughs> Oh, that is absolutely yeah. massive. So, like, how, what's what's the process like in terms of like film allocation? Is it just, you know, is it done in seniority, or is it just like, all right, you're the best person at doing this, so you're gonna work on this film, or what's 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 that like? Um, basically, um, it just depends on what has what has a deadline and what shots needed by another department first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can sometimes jump around on different shows if there's more than one show going. With The Hobbit, it was just one show. Okay. Um, and then we took a break to do Apes and then did more Hobbit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it depend- depends on the project and the budgets and mm. how many shots there are going. Sometimes other departments will do our job instead because, you know, there's there's not enough shots and there's a, few, a small team and they're like, we'll just do our own roto. So that takes some of the pressure off of us when we've got lots to do. Mm. so um like do you ever go on set or like meet with any of like the actors directors or other people that like people are more known when it comes to filmmaking no i was on set once i was on set twice for one film Mm -hmm. the first was i was um they were like yes you should go on set just to see how everything's running yeah and then i was like can I go back? And they were like, we're not going to pay you to go back. And I'm like, you don't have to pay me to go back. Why are we just to hang out there all day? You know, it's just like, just, just let me give me permission. Mm. So yeah, I did that for 47 Ronin. Okay. Um, so I stood very close to where Keanu Reeves stood. Um, uh, he's a very hardworking actor. Yeah. And, uh, but there's also, um, there was a couple of Japanese actors there and I was super, I was probably was more excited that they were there than, mm. than Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that again sounds phenomenal. Like it, it would just being on a film set we say like it's just crazy and really cool. Um, like this week, um, last week we talked about the Mandalorian, but this week I watched the the gallery, uh, which was like a behind the scenes of the Mandalorian and them talking about like the different technology yeah. and all that stuff there. Like, so have have you seen the gallery? Um, yes, I, I saw it, and this is the first time in my 18-year career that I've looked at something and gone, "Yeah, that means less roto work's going to be going around at some point." <laughs> but then you could, you, there's, there's no green there. It's like there's no there's no gap for things to be to be an issue. So mm. I'm like, okay. Mm. So at some point later on in the year, I'm going to be investing in a workstation. I'm going to learn Unreal Engine so that I'm could maybe stay ahead of the curve a little bit for a change. <laughs> nice. So how often do you have to like keep up the update? Is it like in the industry, does the, the technology update like literally every week and you're learning new stuff? No, no. They always have to test things. Mm-hmm. And usually in any company that you work for, they're not going to start new technology halfway through a project. Okay. So nice. just in case everything goes 
picked up, <laughs> which you don't want halfway through a project, no matter what project it is, big or small. So, so obviously you've you've worked on a, on, on a Marvel movie, which is absolutely like mega. But is there, you know, are like are you aiming to like, or maybe not aiming, but it's like would would one of your dreams be to like work on a Lucas project or on a Star Wars film? No, not so much. No. Um, I like the Star Wars movies, but I'm definitely a Marvel girl okay. <laughs> more than anything else. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so who who's like your favorite director? Like, who do you like when you see their name on a film and thinking, okay, boom, I must see this film. I'm gonna love it. Um, oh gosh, which country? <laughs> I've got various from different countries. <laughs> well, let, let, let's go from like the big guys in Hollywood, so like people that are listening will kind of be able to relate to them. Um, I always like Spielberg. Mm-hmm. I think Spielberg always manages to pull tricks out of the hat that I'm like, yeah, he he always has a good, he was good at spotting a good story. Yeah, I really like his one. Okay, um, pretty cool. Uh, so, like, obviously, you're you're a movie buff because obviously you're kind of in the in the industry. But like, what is what are your other fandoms? What else do you like? in terms of pop culture? Um, I was in, involved in the Supernatural fandom for ages, Buffy, um, all the Buffy and Angel stuff. Uh, Robin of Sherwood. I don't think many people remember that one. I'm showing my age by saying that one, but <laughs> I always used to love Robin Sherwood. <laughs> mm. um, I do like anime. I like a lot of Japanese movies and yeah. movies from Korea, China, Hong Kong. Nice, um, nice, nice. Very, so very wide to palette. Mad- pop <laughs> massive into what k-pop did you say yeah <laughs> that is one thing that i have not got into and like obviously when i go to like a con and i see them you know listen to the music and do their dancing it always sounds pretty cool but it's just once i go home it's just like i forget about it and one day i will dive into the world of k-pop because like some of the tunes do sound really good um what was i gonna say yeah there's some rap and indian hip-hop out there from Korea, a lot of indie indie stuff is really good. Mm. Um, the boy bands all look the same to me now. Yeah. <laughs> they all sound the same, you know. They all I, I, just, I can't tell the difference between them. <laughs> when I first got into everything, only about five main bands. Now there's about fifty, and I'm like, mm. I recognise some names, but I don't know the names of the actual singers at all. Yeah. Um, so obviously, oversaturated now. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you brought anime. What like what was the f- first anime that kind of got you into anime watching? I enjoy, um, it was Gatchaman. Gatchaman was showing on UK TV when I was a kid and I absolutely loved Gatchaman. We never saw the whole series. It's only recently I've actually managed to see every single episode. Mm. Um, I think it's, (laughs) I think the fact that Zoltan was changing gender a lot was probably something they didn't really want to explain to kids in the eighties about (laughs) how this is possible. Yeah. (laughs) I was kind of watching it going, yeah, I kind of see why in the eighties they were a bit like, yeah, we will take it only so far and then we'll just not, not give them any more episodes. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Have you ever been to Japan? Yes. I've been twice now. Mm, What was your experience like out there? I loved it. I loved it. I go to Hiroshima every time. Mm. Um, and the last time I visited, uh, the first time I went, I did see the went to the Ghibli Museum, which was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the next time I went, I visited as many sort of Ghibli locations as I could. Yeah. Um, I went to um, Tomonoura, which is uh, Ponyo Town, um, okay. where Ponyo was based. He came there. He went there to do all the sketching for Ponyo and come up with ideas there. Mm-hmm. And I went as far south as uh, Yakushima. Okay which is an island off the bottom of Japan. And the primitive forest there is 
the inspiration for the forest and Princess Mononoke. Nice. And it does look just like Princess Mononoke down there. It really does. <laughs> you're, you're just living the dream, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Did you get to ride the bullet train? Yeah, yeah. Lots of bullet trains. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. It was a fantastic time because there's only, it's a 14-hour flight, but there's only a three-hour time difference. Okay. So you don't really have much jet lag. So you really get to enjoy every bit of the holiday, which is just how it should be <laughs> yeah duh. It, it, it's mad like because normally when i'm podcasting with like the guys over in america i'm normally the one uh setting the future but here i'm talking to you and you're like what 11 hours ahead of me yeah <laughs> so crazy so crazy all right so gonna ask you a couple of questions just to get to know you even more um it literally uh-huh. pretty much whatever the first thing pops into your head uh some things i will ask you um to like delve delve more into it and give me some more information on it um but yeah so that's the that's the game and we're just gonna go okay <laughs> all right batman or superman batman why batman over superman i think because he's still human mm-hmm. i think and I'm, I'm not that big a fan of Henry Cavill as Superman. He's kind of put me off Superman. Oh, wow. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible thing. I'm sure he's a very lovely man, but yeah, yeah um, I'm definitely more of a Batman person. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mar- Marvel or DC? Marvel. Marvel, yeah, clearly. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> <Totally> correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Street Fighter, Tekken or Mortal Kombat? Oh, Tekken. I think I've always played more Tekken than Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, Batman or Iron Man? Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, Marvel again. Uh, Goku or Vegeta? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? Goku or Vegeta? I don't even know what either one of them are. <laughs> <laughs> from Dra- that's from Dragon Ball Z. Right, I'll skip the next one. Subs or dubs? Uh, subs. Nice. Wolverine or Deadpool? Deadpool. Okay, why, why Deadpool over Wolverine? I like his smart ass humor. Mm-hmm. And I think he's pretty much like an anything goes kind of person that you'd probably have a, a really big adventure with. Mm. Whereas I think everyone keeps like attacking Wolverine. You'd be just like, I'm getting very tired of all people attacking me. <laughs> uh, I just want to have some fun. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> all right, the best Batman. Oh, no, that's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. That's a tricky one. Um, I did like Christian Bale yeah. as Batman. I thought he was a good, but you know what? Batfleck wasn't too bad either. No, you actually a fan of Batfleck. I think he had a nice world weariness to him. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of had enough of it all, but he was still carrying on because he didn't have any other options. Okay. Um. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I'd much rather watch Christian Bale as Batman. I like that. I like the um the Christopher Nolan trilogy because mm-hmm. he's a really good director. So nice. Um, nice. All right, Star Wars or Star Trek. Ah, you're asking me the tricky ones. <laughs> Probably Star Trek. It's difficult because I, I do love Star Trek very much, especially Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the tech, I like Star Wars tech because it's a lot more mechanical and greasy. You feel like it's realistic. Yeah. Whereas Star Trek tech is far too clean. Okay. And that's probably why I like DS9 because it feels a bit grotty. <laughs> <laughs> like they're trying to get the station put back together because it's not quite federation technology it's cardassian technology so you're like okay that that works better for me (laughs) Mm, 
Alright. Favourite Spider Man? Oh, Tom Holland. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of people go for Tom Holland. Uh mine will always be Tony yeah. Maguire because also that was like I grew up around the time where he was Spider Man and that's kinda of what I grew up with. So and I've always enjoyed his performance. Obviously, looking back on it as an adult, he's like, I don't know, like a 30-year-old trying to play an 18-year-old, which is a bit mad. But when you're young and you don't understand how these things work, you just accept it. And it's <laughs> amusing looking back on it now, how how many films actually do that, where they cast like much older actors to play a younger role. Are you familiar? Yeah. Are you familiar with Avatar? The Last Airbender, not the James Cameron movies. No, I'm not. I've, I've, I know not to watch the movie. <laughs> That's about as much as I know that I should not be watching the movie. <laughs> All right. So just from like a generic perspective, I even knowing, what element would you bend if you could bend any element? You've got the choice of fire, water, air, or earth. Air. Air. Air bending, yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So I want you to put on your uh, Kevin Feige hat here. This is a question I haven't asked and I haven't asked in a while. Yeah, if you were to introduce the X Men and Fantastic Four, etc., into the MCU, how would you go about it? Oh, that's interesting. Yes, I think if I was going to introduce it, maybe something that after after the snapping had been reversed, mm-hmm. so that it becomes more obvious that some people are different. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I, like I think that. that's a good that's a good that's a good entry point. I think rather mm-hmm. than you know, so that they've been there all the time, mm-hmm. but it's now really obvious that something else is going on. Yeah. Um, Do you have like a fan casting for Wolverine or and the Fantastic Four? I don't. No. I don't. No. I'm not very good on the casting side of things. I usually know when it's right or wrong when I hear how they've cast it, and I'll mm-hmm. go, "Yeah, that might work, yeah. or that might not work." Um, cool. 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 Uh, yeah, that comes to the end of the questions. Also, I'm going to ask you like more random questions just because like I'm having fun with this conversation <laughs> and I want to keep it going for as long as I can. Uh, did you happen to watch Warrior Nun? I watched the, I watched the first episode today. I yeah, thought just in episode. case we're going to talk about oh, it, I'll no, watch episode one. I, I, I only brought up because you brought up like Supernatural and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and obviously it has uh, some veins, like it has some similarities but I'll, I'll let you finish that and I'll ask you I'll ask you like in a week's time and get your thoughts on that off off air kind of thing yeah, um, yeah. my initial thoughts are I am actually enjoying it I thought it was going to be more Buffy like the so, one girl in all the world kind of chosen type thing but I think the way it's kicked it off is quite interesting mm. so I'm intrigued definitely yeah. intrigued by it cool 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 that sounds good so what have you what, what are you watching at the moment in terms of like TV shows other than you just said you're watching Warriors Warrior Nun. Um I watched the first episode of Cursed today. Okay. Is that um, Netflix? Which is an Arthurian legend one. Um so I'm not as intrigued mm-hmm. by that one as I am Warrior Nun. Given if I had to choose between the two, I'm probably more likely to watch more of Warrior Nun okay. than anything else. Um I think it's aimed at a slight. I think Curse is aimed at a slightly younger audience because it's got Catherine Newton in it from Thirteen Reasons Why. Okay. So, so I feel like it's aimed a little bit more at a younger age group than myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm a bit of a sucker for Arthurian stuff, and I don't know. Their Merlin character is interesting. His initial appearance came across a little bit. 
Jack Sparrow like, and I'm like, <laughs> mm, I want to leaf of which book he's been taking that one out of. <laughs> yeah, boy. So yeah, it's interesting things. So you know, I, I'll probably will. I'll probably finish watching it mm-hmm. um, because I think the people the graphic novel have written the screenplay. So. Um, I feel like if it's a fate more a faithful rendition of what their vision is, then um, I'm willing to give it a give it a try. Okay. But I think it's going to take a few more episodes to get into. Mm. Are you watching any anime currently? No, I watched um, Sinking of Japan. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it in a little bit. I watched that one because I've seen I've seen, the, I've seen the Korean version of the movie. Mm. I haven't seen the 1960s film Sinking of Japan, so I was like, well, I'll watch the anime because that kind of rounds it all off nicely, really. Yeah. Um, it was all right. Yeah, I think they they did a fairly fairly decent job. Um, um, I know some of my friends were crying at every episode. I didn't really do, get weepy until maybe a little bit towards the end. I got a bit, you bit know, of dust in my eye at the since, end. Since, but it didn't really sort of sorry, grab since, my was, emotions like I, was, I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, since we're talking about it, let's just talk about it now. Um, I literally just watched every single, like literally maybe 15 minutes before we were due to record is when I finished watching the last episode. Um, I've been slack. <laughs> I've been kind of slacking this week because um, not slacking, but like I started watching the Big Bang Theory, uh, which I forgot how funny that was. So that kind of took me to the middle, to the middle of the week. And then I just watched uh, Phaser, um, not Phaser, uh, Reezer, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, I really like this. Um, it, I wasn't really the biggest fan of the animation style. Um, but like, I did like the overall music and everything that was going on. Um, if anyone's, like, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, I kind of want to because I've written so many notes on this year. So I might spoil it. So if anyone hasn't <laughs> seen it yet, yeah, I'm warning you now, there will be spoilers. Um, if you thought Akamiga Kill was like the anime, the, the Game of Thrones of anime, this one just turned it up to 11. Like literally anyone could get it and they got it in all different manners manners um now one thing that confused me really early on is that this is about earthquake that happens in japan yeah and um, you see an airplane coming in to land in japan but the airplane doesn't actually land uh-huh. yet the airplane somehow gets affected by the earthquake like what what, what was going on there I don't know. Um, usually when we have earthquakes here, if there's a plane in the air, they, they can't land until they've checked the runway. Yeah. Which they did. To make sure that they're the yeah. runway, which yeah. they did do in that. Thing. I was like, okay, that's nice and accurate. Yeah, that, that's yeah. good. They did do that. But then all of a sudden when the earthquake hit, you see that the planes like crash landed in the, in the river because it's somehow been affected. The only guess I, I would hazard a guess because I am no genometrist or whatever they're even called. Um, maybe as the cracks in the earth opened up and like maybe like some of the steam or the air pressure just blew up so high that it knocked the plane out of orbit. Uh, that would be my, the, my guess. Um, but that was a bit ridiculous. And then <laughs> I've always been, <laughs> been told that when an earthquake happens, like you should want to like be outdoors and like be in open space. But like all these people just seem to just stay indoors and absolutely get oh. ruined. I think it depends on which country, where, where you are actually based into. But here, the advice is you can, you can only leave the building when the shaking stops. Oh, wow. You do not run outside when everything's still shaking because you're most likely to die because something's fallen off a building. True, true. But I feel like if like you're in the middle of a park, you'll be all right. 
yeah, you'll be fine if you're in the middle of a park and it's like sit down and make sure that you're not sort of, so don't try and run whilst there's an earthquake, basically. <laughs> you should um, definitely stay indoors because, you know, so many buildings are covered in glass that, mm. you know, you could actually have really nasty injuries. You're supposed to like be indoors rather than outdoors. Um, if you can get into, in, you know, to, into a doorway that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here when we, in Christchurch, when they had the big earthquake um, quite a number of years ago, um, that's why I, the most deaths happened was because people ran out from the cathedral and they were hit by swirling masonry. Oh, so. that is like out of a horror movie. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. that's crazy. I, can't, I, still- com- I completely forgot you guys got earthquakes, man. That is wild. What's, what's, what's that like? It's well, the first one, which, uh, when I first showed up in like July, seven years ago, um, I was only there for a few weeks before they like, um, they had, they started having a lot of small earthquakes, um, in like a whole through like a fault became active. So we mm. had lots of little earthquakes all the time. So the first one was quite exciting. I was like, Oh my God, this is an <laughs> earthquake. This is super exciting. And then you get one that's slightly bigger and then you're just like, Oh, this, I'm going under the table, <laughs> hiding <laughs> under my desk. And there's like, um, you know, it becomes less funny as time goes on. Mm. Um, and then you get very blase about it. Like, you'll, it'll happen. You go, oh, I think that was about a four. And that's usually what happens in the office. <laughs> it happened. It's like, oh, I think that was a three. Or where do you think it was? And where do you think it was based? And everyone starts to take guesses. And then we check on Geonet to find out who was right. Uh, um, but I have been, there's been one about two years ago. Mm-hmm. two, Maybe three years ago now. And it was in, it happened at midnight. And <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh, it's an earthquake <laughs> and it's not stopping and it's still not stopping. I'm going to turn on the light. Okay. It's still not stopping. I'm oh, going to wow. get out of bed because, you know, how long- I'm not really sure about this. This is going on for a bit longer than normal. How, how long did um, you go for? And it was quite a violent one. And then <laughs> I basically, I'd only just got my big TV. So I went and held my TV. <laughs> I thought, if that falls off gonna be able to afford to replace it oh <laughs> and my. just as i grabbed the tv uh what happened was there was two earthquakes one was a rolling one and one was a jolt and the jolt happened when i grabbed my tv oh. so and that was like a seven and it was it was really big <laughs> and that was like a massive massive earthquake that was like the biggest one i'd ever ever experienced and that was quite terrifying Damn. but nothing much fell over in my room <laughs> nothing much fell over because the earthquake was going, say, from left to right, and all my shells were facing sort of like along the way it was moving, whereas my housemate, all her stuff was at perpendicular to the movement, so it all fell over. Oh. So her room looked like it had been trashed, and my room looked completely untouched. So that's the um, that's the fun part of earthquakes. You're just living the movie Thank life, in it. Oh my gosh, you're just yeah. you're gonna start seeing the, like the rock come through like San Andreas just come swinging by your window in a helicopter. Oh, and and I swear yeah. I swear you live like near um like an ocean view. Yeah, I, I look right out over the water. So if we have a tsunami, oh I'm in gosh. trouble. <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. That oh man, that is so that is so wild. Um yeah, let me go back to Tokyo Six. You're 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 literally like experience what these characters faced in in this anime. Um, I just found it funny, like literally, when the plane crashed, that someone left their child like 
I know you're panicking and stuff, but as a parent, would you not just remember to grab your child, especially like in a dangerous situation? And yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my days! So all throughout this anime, I'm just gonna go not not go fast forward, but all through this anime, I really, really wanted the daughter to die. She was so annoying, and. <laughs> I can't believe, like, out of everyone who survived, she was one of them. I was just like, no, like, she, oh, she was terrible. She was very frustrating. I think uh, her attitude needed a little of, um, you know, she, she, her attitude was uh, left a lot to be desired. But sometimes that's what gets you to survive, I guess, mm. that you're just going to be, I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to be mean and terrible. And I guess they're saying that it doesn't really matter what kind of a person you are. Mm. If you've got the will to live, even if it's just by sulking your way through it. <laughs> oh, she should have been slapped. The mum should have slapped her. The dad should have slapped her. Even her little brother at one point should have just slapped her in her face. She was being so stupid. Like, <laughs> there was obviously the earthquakes happening. It's a mega earthquake where literally J- uh, Japan's turned from like a, a you know, a, a first world country to basically being an uh, apocalypse. And, you know, like, she's fretting about not eating meat because she just seen them kill it. And I was just like, come on. Like, it was just so many dumb little things. Like when, and obviously she got survivor's guilt because like when the earthquake hit the locker room, she just ran out on her friends. And I was surprised at like how gruesome some of the like kills were in this, in the show. Yeah. They made it very, very visceral, didn't they? Oh yeah. yeah, it's just, it was quite visceral, some of the stuff that happened. Mm. Like, locks falling on people and people getting squashed by stuff and, you know. Yeah, like, when the people are dropping out of the helicopters and, like, landing on trees and all their bodies, like, twisted and yeah. stuff. Like, that was crazy. That was that was crazy in itself as well, man. Like, so wild. Um, now, did you see what happened to the dad coming? No, I mean, when as soon as it said landmines, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting him to lose his hand and just have a hand flop down like that. I was like, oh. I was like, wow, that, that that's a bit powerful. But um, yeah, I as soon as it, they cleared it and said landmines, I was like, okay, I think I know what they're going to find instead of yams. Yeah, literally, I was just like, in my notes, I just put, lol, the dad got like he absolutely got and the thing is yeah up until that point they had only kind of survived because of him like he was i don't know one of those people that like works not works on cranes but he's like he was very like a survivalist isn't it like he he took control he was getting them through things and then once he died i was just like okay they're finished like he's been their leader their, their huntsman like he's been their expert he's been their bear girls now without him i don't see them lasting very long yeah, yeah. There, there was a couple of things that didn't really gel with me. The, uh, the mother said she had a pacemaker, but yeah. they don't have the batteries on the outside like that. They're they're inside the body, and it's yeah. That's what you I know. Was... The batteries. Someone says you'd only just had it done, and the batteries are running out. I'm like, that's not how it works. Yeah. I know people with pacemakers. That, that's not how it works. Unless, unless, I was very confused by that. Unless, what would what happened with her? So unless it was some like new high tech pacemaker because she had because uh, at one point she had like a solar panel charger for it. Yeah, but you don't charge pacemakers with solar panel. I mean, even like modern ones, they they you know they get sophisticated. Mm. 
but and they get replaced but it's like an overnight operation then you just you go in and they put it in and make sure that it works and pacemakers respond to your body it's not you know they they they, they might have a battery in there but it's not one that will just like run out <laughs> yeah. halfway through a disaster <laughs> mm, no, no. i was a little confused about that part because i was sitting yeah. going pretty sure that's not how it works <laughs> yeah i was thinking i was again i have no experience with pacemakers but I, again i was just like um i don't think that's right but you know you just went with it because that's how the story went and um like i said earlier on like this was like the game of thrones of anime like literally every character yeah. <laughs> the moment you get to start to like them they just died and you know it it, it didn't make me upset until like right near the end because right near the end i was just annoyed that they potentially killed off a certain character who had been in it from the beginning he'd been helping them out and he had just been doing so well um uh, was that the shutting the shutting guy that uh, ran oh uh, his death annoyed me his his death actually annoyed me because i felt like where he had to run to if he had stayed there and grabbed the ledge because obviously the way the the waves wasn't knocking over the um little hard drive so if he could go to where the hard yeah. drive was sitting where the water is and waited for the and held on until the 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 wave had passed to run back i thought it would have been fine but no he died like a bitch as well like <laughs> it, was, it, it, it was it was very annoying that he died <laughs> and, the, and it's the fact that he could have died earlier when he got pierced in the shoulder because like near his heart but like he was fine so i was like okay they're gonna like at least let a couple of people survive. They're not gonna kill everyone one by one because that's just too uh, formulaic. And like that was kind of one of the issues I had with Lost in Space on Netflix is that literally every episode there was some drama. There was never like a, a respite. Where in this, like I think there was one episode where nothing went wrong, no one died, and like you know they they developed their characters. You saw more growth in them. Um, mm-hmm. But like I, my my favorite character in this was probably Kite, and that's probably why at the end I was nearly angry because I thought they killed him, and he had done so much for them, and like if anyone deserved to live, it was him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I quite like the fact that he was pretending. Oh, you know, I've done, I've I've done my whim, I've done my bit. I'm gonna just abandon you now, yeah. even though he wasn't really doing that. He mm. was doing something else. He was making sure they weren't gonna feel guilty about him doing what he was about to do. So, yeah. so I thought that was quite a nice touch to his character. Now, is is it me yet, or is it every time the mom took a photograph, someone just got fucked in the show? Like literally, someone just died. <laughs> like literally, yeah, it was like cursed camera or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was just... like next Japanese anime is a camera that curses people. <laughs> I just kept thinking to myself, like, you're in the middle of a, a disaster. Why are you trying to take these happy-go-lucky pictures? Like, that is not the time or the place to be taking selfies and stuff like that. It was it was really funny. Like I said, every time she took out the camera and took a picture, someone died. And it was just crazy. <laughs> and go, going back to my daughter, the daughter hate, why did she not get on the boat? She had a, she had an opportunity to escape the island and leave Japan and like potentially for her parents and her brother to, uh, her mom and her brother to get, get saved later, and then she ran back and I was just like, you know your foot's like getting gangrene on it and gonna be like infected and nasty, and then you run back to danger. I was just like, come on. Yeah, I think it's because she thought her mom might die of a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> and it was just connecting the dots that her mother was not 100% well so yeah 
you know. But you, you knew from as soon as you, she cut her leg, you knew that was going to happen as well. Yeah, you were just like, oh, yeah, cut her leg and she's in lots of water. I mm-hmm. wonder what's going to happen to that. Yeah, and, so, and, and the fact that she, that did, was a little predict- she didn't tell no one either because, like, where they... When, when, like, would you not tell someone you've got a big gash on your leg so yeah. they actually give you something for it like, and especially at that point they was they still had like medical supplies and stuff because they hadn't split off of the other party yet so they could have cleaned it up they could have bandaged it up but she, oh, she was just being stupid and annoying and i, I really hated her as a character yeah, um, yeah. And, and there's no way there's no way that wasn't hurting her the whole time <laughs> exactly um, I think my funniest moment of this this show was when uh, they're like stranded on I don't even know what it's called like not a lifeboat because not exactly a lifeboat but they're stranded in the middle of the ocean and then you get these killer seagulls that start eating that dead guy and then you get a shark I was just thinking what else is gonna go wrong for these people <laughs> yeah sharks are law unto themselves Boy. They actually had an incident down in Tasmania recently where it was a, as a father and son were fishing, mm-hmm. and I think they were like doing something with fish on the deck, and this shark jumped out the water and took the ten-year-old and dragged him off the boat. Oh wow! Uh, flipping out. <laughs> no. And then the dad jumped after him to rescue him. So you know the boy's got some like bites and everything, and he was in a bit of shock, but he's fine. He didn't actually die, but. You know, the the shark actually jumped up to the boat and took the kid and, the shark, you know, shark, dropped him in the water. The, the, the shark was like, here's Brucey. Yeah, <laughs> it did feel a bit Jaws-like. It was like, and they don't normally have sharks in that area. So that's why it was also quite shocking for them, I think. Uh, Very unexpected visitor. I so, yeah. Talk, so, yeah. Talk about I can pre- well imagine sharks suddenly appearing and mm. do, doing damage. <laughs> so, talking about, obviously, like, crazy animals and stuff like that. Obviously, you're, like, you're not too far from New Zealand. I'm not, not new from New Zealand. You're not too far from Australia. Um, do you get, like, the crazy hailstones, like, the size of, like, bowling balls as well over there? Nah, nah. We we sometimes have the odd big spider indoors, but not dangerous ones. No. Normal like UK house type house spider types. We don't. We've got mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you know. Compared to Australia, New Zealand is a land of calm and peace with nothing terrible in it. Um, but we do get mosquitoes, no. um, which. Things we didn't have them in the UK. I didn't realize I was allergic to them until I came out here, oh, and I get welts the size plates when i get bitten and it's not fun oh, <laughs> and they are very very itchy um so yes yeah, so I'm, I'm allergic i'm mildly allergic to mosquito bites which is not something i wish to learn mm. but i have learned this and we've got sand flies um they feel like a needle has been stabbed into your skin and that's really super itchy what the hell um, is they're more of a summer thing they're more of a sum- summer thing but you actually feel them bite you you don't feel the mosquitoes bite you um oh, yeah but those are the only two things, really. Don't really have anything else. Maybe the, I think slightly further north, there's some spiders that are maybe not so pleasant, but they're small and they hide and they don't really, um, they don't, they don't, they're not out to bother people. Oh my gosh! So even though it's not as bad as Australia, you can still just go out there and just die from something biting you. No, you couldn't die from something biting unless you're like super allergic to mosquito bites, which I'm not. I just massive dinner plates mm. massive dinner plates all right cool, you know i'm just gonna take a quick pause <laughs> all right so we're back um mine's gonna join us in about five minutes since he just woke up shows you how crazy this is 
Um, yeah. I much appreciate an early rising for this. This is it's very, very nice of you guys. Early rising. I haven't slept. I'm, I did it all day. Like, I've, I've, oh, again, like I said, I literally watched everything that we're meant to be rec- we're record. We're going to talk about this episode in the last like 12, 14 hours because I had been busy watching other stuff when I should have been watching uh, what we're going to talk about. This is probably like my least. <laughs> the least I've been prepared for an episode in the longest of times. Like, normally, I'm on it. I've got my notes. I've watched everything, like, a good couple of days in advance. And um, I got <laughs> I got really distracted by ReZero, um, which is actually a really good anime for anyone who wants to go check it out. Um, yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, I'll talk about it more later. Um, but, yeah, back to Tokyo 2020. Uh, Tokyo? To- 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 Japan Sinks 2020. Um I did not realize this was like a book that was done in like 1973. So it's been around for a long time. Um, yeah. Did you ever happen to yeah. read the book, the original book? No, but I've seen the Korean version uh, on film. I've seen the Korean film version. Okay. And, and, and how does that compare to the anime? Um, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not the same. It's, um, but there's a lot of self-sacrifice going on. For me. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it's the Korean version I've seen anyway. Okay. I think there's a few versions floating around. So, um, yeah, I have I have seen a film from, I think it was from 10 years ago. Okay. So it's been a while since I've seen it. But, yeah. No, that's crazy. You um, might be able to find it online. Somewhere. So <laughs> I think it's a- called Japan is Speaking. Yeah. Um, all the sinking of Japan. So yeah. based around the same thing about the, the plates pulling pulling Japan underneath the ocean. So mm. that's wild. Um, are you wait? So obviously you said you guys have earthquakes and that. Are like, are you guys in between like two tectonic plates? Is that why you get so many earthquakes? Well, we have a subduction plate on the the east coast off of Hawkes Bay. There's a subduction plate there. Same one that you know. Um, the one that caused the really big japan earthquake yeah um yeah that was a subduction plate and we've got a subduction plate and if you actually look at new zealand's the fault lines um that run around new zealand um there's a lot of them i'm quite i live quite near the wellington fault line which Mm. runs the entire length of the hut valley um there's lots of smaller fault lines um but the one up at hawks bay is a subduction zone where the plate is going underneath new zealand because we're part of the ring of fire um, with all like Japan and the um, stuff, uh, all of the ones you get in the Philippines and places like that. It's um, we're part of we're part of the Ring of Fire. That sounds absolutely crazy. That just you know, you just say Ring of Fire. It just reminds me of Finding Nemo uh, when they're in the they're in the <laughs> dentist. <laughs> you get these in the shot. Uh, Ring of Fire. <laughs> yeah, that's what that reminds me of. So if if this if if this actually happened for real and it was that devastating, would New Zealand go under as well? Since you're quite you're in that channel. No, no I think um, I think if we had the same kind as Japan, if the subduction plate actually does give, um, it would um, cause a big tsunami. There would be a very big tsunami, and that would affect most of the North Island and the top of the South Island. Um, so yeah, Boy. yeah, there would be, there would be a lot of damage to the infrastructure and that kind of thing. So mm. everyone is supposed to have, everyone's got like an emergency bag in the house Yeah, and you're supposed to have about two weeks supply of food and water just in case it happens. That is so. crazy. 
Yeah, I, I hope you know how to swim. I do, I do, and I'm lucky. Basically, the the rule is if the if the earthquake is really long mm-hmm. and or really strong, that's when you have to to get to higher ground. Yeah, and I'm quite lucky that the back of the house is the garden at the back of the house goes right almost to the top of the hill. Mm. So I would just have to leave out the back as soon as that happens and just start climbing. Oh man! <laughs> with my emergency bag and emergency food. <laughs> That you know, one one thing watching this is like when I was younger, I was like part of the boys gate, so we used to go camping and stuff and do a lot of like uh, the Duke of Edinburgh Award. So I I was fairly average when it came to like survival and stuff. But like n- since I haven't done any of that stuff in so long, I would be absolutely useless. But uh, just watching this has made me think that when when I get my own place, I definitely need to have like a a survival or like a, a rations or some kind of thing, just so that you know. If anything ever went south, I would have like enough food in my house to last me a while, and like just some basic, like basic first aid kit, uh, maybe like uh, those like water purifying tablets, just some, just just some things just in case. And I, I, I definitely want to be equipped for an emergency because you never know. Like especially like over here when COVID happened, everyone went crazy and just went and bought out all the toilet rolls. So you, you never know when yeah. you're gonna need you're gonna need stuff. <laughs> insane about covid you guys like i think it's your prime minister she's done a really remarkable job of like keeping things in check over there hasn't she yes yes it's uh, it's not been a perfect system but mm-hmm. it's definitely worked better than lots of other places so right. yeah we went we had full lockdown for about eight weeks mm. um sort of get a handle on it all and now everyone that comes back into the country um this is basically kiwis returning home from abroad mm-hmm. um they um they have to do two weeks isolation, which yeah. the government has currently been paying for, but I don't think they're going to pay for it much longer. Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people are deciding, well, I'm from New Zealand, I think I'll go back <laughs> mm. <laughs> because I don't know where everyone has COVID. So uh, a lot of people are just deciding I'm just going to return home because you know it's a better option. Yeah. Um. So now going to start. I think they're going to start charging people um something for staying at the hotels. But we've had about three people just escape from hotels as well, which has been really frustrating because it puts everyone at it puts everyone at risk. Yeah, uh-huh. I think the first the first lady I think was really under a lot of stress and just couldn't cope with being confined that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she was like a week into it and was just like um, I think she was just done and just decided to try and walk out. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing, was but it's, it's something. It's, it's the, guy, the guy. Was- the guy's daughter apparently was on like spoke to the papers like I told him not to do it. You know, he's a lovely man, but I told him not to do it. So mm-hmm. I think he just went out to get some booze. Oh, and wow. luckily those two tested negative for COVID, but we did have one that went out for 70 minutes mm-hmm. and he went to a local supermarket, which was down the street, took selfies in the um in the beauty aisle because he picked up grooming products <laughs> and he he wandered back to the hotel under his own steam. Um, but the the supermarket visit only took twenty minutes. So, but he won't tell anyone where he was for the other fifty. So, uh. and he actually tested positive for COVID. So, you know, it's just like he puts everyone. People will put everyone at risk. So now everything's a little bit more prison like with everyone being under guard. Yeah. So he's just ruining it for everyone else. <laughs> uh, Nobody's impressed, and everyone's getting pulled up. Anyone that does that is getting pulled up in front of the courts and getting fined and charged yeah. with. 
whatever it is they're charging them with. Yeah. I think they've got some technical term they charge them under, but they are getting fined and charged what mm-hmm. they do. So that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So if anyone's listening to this for the first time, we have a, a chicken rating system here at Blurs R Us. Uh, if something's absolutely terrible, it gets bones. Then it's core chicken, half chicken, free piece. And if it's a creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Uh, so what are your like final thoughts on Tokyo? To- I don't know why I keep saying Tokyo. Japan sinks 2020. And what would you rate it? I'd say, I'd say a half chicken. Mm-hmm. I'd say it was a half chicken. You yeah. know, it, it might be frustrating at times, but there's, there's some interesting aspects to it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a, a solid free piece. I really enjoyed it. Um, it is probably taking a mantle of the anime version of Game of Thrones from Akamika Kill. Um, <laughs> definitely near the ending mm, could kind of make you a bit emotional. Um, but I, I enjoy like, it felt like a, a real representation of what would happen if that kind of natural disaster hit Japan and how people would react and stuff like that. So, um, I feel like they did a really good job of that. So, yeah, definitely gets a free piece from me. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about Old God. But before I get into that, I just want to quickly just say that uh, I literally, um, over the last couple of days, I watched ReZero. Um, sorry, let me say what the full title of it is. <laughs> ReZero starting life in another world. And basically, it's an isekai, um, but it's... A little bit different so in this one it's it's more video game like in the terms that when the character dies he like goes back to like a save point um where he could kind of try again to do things the right way uh to benefit him um i've known about this anime for a long time but i've never actually seen it um i've seen all the jokes about the guys saying i love amelia and stuff like that um i thought it was going to be quite a very jokey anime i didn't realize it was like quite not i wouldn't say violent but like you do see some deaths, you do see blood. Uh, some of the fight scenes are really cool. Um, season two just died. There's only two episodes out now on Crunchyroll. Um, so literally I watched all 25 episodes of season one. I watched the movie that gave you a little bit of backstory, um, to the character and I watched the two episodes of season two. And, um, I thought it actually quite fits in quite nicely in terms of, uh, someone dying and coming back to life. Because in Old God, that is like the theme of the movie. Um, Old God is on Netflix. Uh, it's a very fun movie. Um, but I want to hear your thoughts on it before I, I talk about it some more. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was really good fun. It's not. It's very much a, a Friday evening, Saturday afternoon. Let's sit down with popcorn and some juice and watch this. And it was, I think it was really nicely done. I think there was some good action scenes, mm-hmm. a little, it was a little bit predictable from the beginning. There mm-hmm. was, you start to go, yeah, don't trust that dude. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust this dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a little obvious, but yeah. Um, yeah, I thought there was some, there was some really, there was some really nice touches to it. Um, you have two female leads more than, and um, yeah. And then yeah, that the bad guy was. <laughs> I can't help but be a bad guy, really. Mm. I guess. Yes. You know? So uh, the old guard is a 2020 American superhero film directed by Gina Prince Byford, uh, written by Greg Rucker, based on his comic book of the same name. The film stars Charlie's Theron, Kiki Lane, Matthias Skunitz, Marwan Kenzari, Luca Marinelli, Harry Mellon, Van Veronica Nugo, and Chetwell Ejiofor. 
Um, I probably botched some of these people's names. Uh, and it follows a team of immortal mercenaries that go on revenge missions. Um, I really like this. Um, if it hadn't been for the ending, I probably would have given us a whole chicken. Uh, I'm going to give it a, 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 a solid free piece. Um, I, I really like the story. Um, I felt like I'd seen a movie that has done this before, but for the love of buddy, I cannot think of it. Like, obviously, Live, Die, and Repeat is slightly different. Um, but I feel like there's been a movie that's done this before. Uh, am I just imagining things, or does that sound familiar to you? I think it does sound a little familiar, but I don't know. I I maybe I don't I don't think I have actually heard of it before. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, just trying to I'm just trying to think because I've seen a lot of films and trying to roll a deck through my head is sometimes a little difficult. Mm. Um, um, no, no. Well, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it's been, I th- I feel like been, people so, have often, I mean, have often been brought up in film as warriors. So, um, I'll try and think before the next time I speak to you, <laughs> see if <laughs> I can remember what, which if I have seen mm. it or not. So, uh, what 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 were your like highlights from this movie? I thought the scene at the end where she grabbed. Are we allowed to spoil things, yeah? Oh, yeah, we're doing spoilers. So, spoilers, guys. Yeah, we're doing... Like, I just want to make sure. <laughs> the bit at the end where she grabs the guy and just chucks herself and him out the window. Oh, yeah, that was freaking dope. That mm. was just awesome. Mm. <laughs> that was just really, really good. I I, I, I like the action scenes, um, especially like near the end battle scene. Um, I want to say his name was Joey. The way he killed, um, oh, wasn't it Conan Keon? Um, like the, the main bad guys, like henchmen. Um, the way he killed him was absolutely epic. I like got excited when I saw him die. Um, the, the reason why I don't give this a whole chicken is because when they capture, um, Andy and then, um, I can't remember the name, the, the, the guys, the Edge of Force character, and like, yeah. they don't tie up the loose end, they just like knock him over the head and then leave him unconscious in his house. I was just thinking, well, this guy knows everything, and he's, you know, he's bound to come back and do something that's going to cause you guys problems. And it it just didn't sit right with me, because like, I just felt like if they maybe killed him, or done something else, to then let the... Um, let, is it, I want to say it's Niall now come in and figure out where they are and stuff like that and do it herself that would have been better and then some of the like tactical elements in the like when they tried to like breach the room they all just like walked in a single file and just got shot and I was just like that doesn't seem like something that fully trained um, soldiers would do and um, yeah that's what I took from it that was like my, my only negative about it uh-huh. yeah yeah I can see why that that that's that's kind of a negative. Mm. Um, yeah, like overall though, it was just it was just really enjoyable. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be Shakespeare or some massively layered drama. It was it was just good, honest fun. Mm, that definitely. So 
obviously it, it, the way it ended it ended up setting up a sequel do you would you want to see a sequel for this film oh definitely oh definitely i want to see a lot of i would just like to see a series to be honest mm. so i would see a series based you know that comes i'm not like a a massive 23 part one but maybe mm. just like a five part series to sort of really flesh out the characters more and sort of maybe have some backstory yeah. on a few of the others because you get you get some backstory on Andy but you don't get a huge amount on the others no nah. on, on the other guys especially, it would be really nice to see a bit more about them yeah especially Nikki and Joey because obviously like they're they're in love and they've been in love for like centuries and like they even started off like being on opposite teams and the one of the wars I can't remember exactly which one it was and it ended up killing each other um, so it'd be interesting to see like some of their backstory and, uh, and hopefully if we do get another movie because the director's come out and said that she's willing to make as many as you know people want to see as long as it's like it's popular and it's generating the money to make f- more movies um, the, yeah. o- the only thing I'll say is that I don't want the sequel to be a revenge story from the girl that kept on dying over and over again in the water because that just seems so obvious yeah i think maybe it'd be quite nice to see um the character that was sort of ostracized and kicked out get redemption by bringing her back to everyone else yeah yeah no that would be cool but it it was kind of set up that like she's gonna be pissed off that andy stopped looking for her and now she's gonna want revenge on andy and booker's gonna be the guy that helps her because obviously he tried to snake them in this movie um but it, it, I, I would love it if they didn't go in that direction, but I feel like that's the direction they're going to go in, and I think that's just a, a very easy sequel. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, they, they probably will take that route, but I mm. think it'd be quite nice to sort of have a bit of a redemption arc going on as well. Yeah. I like a bit of redemption. <laughs> yeah. I f- uh, you haven't seen uh, Warrior on, but what you do, I feel like... Warrior Nun should have been a movie and this should have been uh-huh. like episodes, like maybe 12 episodes, you know, 45 minutes an hour uh-huh. each so it can get, everyone gets more flushed out, um, have a lot more fight scenes because some of the fight scenes were absolutely epic. Um, just really cool. And the teamwork and like how they just bounced well off of each other. Um, I would like to see more of that. And then, you could have also like worked the betrayal in a bit more because it felt very easy, like not very easy, but just very quick. Where if they had done it over the over a couple of episodes, where she kept on saying like, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm fed up of living forever. Like, I want to die." It was just like really like one line to why he betrayed them, and it was just like you you didn't really set up and execute that the best that they could have done. If if they had more time, maybe it would have been done better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is yeah. I would definitely, I definitely hope there's going to be a sequel. I'm definitely keen to see a sequel. Mm. Nah, that's crazy. Um, what did I have in my notes? Uh, oh, I, I, in, in, in my notes, I just put it like right near the end. Like this is how, like you know, in movies they always have these secret organizations. And I was thinking this is how a secret organization gets started, just because someone fucked up, and you know, now they have to keep everything under wraps to make the world a, a better place yeah yeah mm. yeah but it's i think it's i think it was quite a nice touch that you know they they do these you know they rescue people and 
he's he can see the bigger picture mm-hmm. that you know he's saved this one life and then the granddaughter of that person goes on to do something really good yeah um, he's so deep in it that she can't you know she just sees all the terrible things that are going on in the world yeah so you just sit there thinking yeah it's it's, it's sometimes it's kind of a lesson for everybody i guess that yeah. you sometimes so deep in the middle of things you don't realize that maybe the one nice thing you said to someone is changes something further down the line so yeah you know yeah no again i i i did really enjoy it and i i was glad that i got to see it. obviously it came out last week so a lot of people had reviewed it reviewed it last week um but yeah i just wanted to save it for now uh just to talk about it um it was there anything in this movie that you saw and was like oh this is like something that i would do because like I felt like the CGI on when the um, they were healing was done really well. Would is that something that you a scene or something that you might have been involved in with your work? Um, I think if if they've got stuff that's going um, under the fabric, if they were like putting yeah, I, I'm not. I've, I think I've seen a few things online on how they did the the effects, mm-hmm. but yes, yeah, so you kind of would mask out areas, and that's the kind of thing I would sort of probably do is be mask out areas so they can put additional things in for mm. example the bit where he's sitting in the chair and he's got all his insides splayed out yeah if that was done digitally mm-hmm. i would create a mask for the cloth around the outside so they could place it and then put the original cloth that's torn around back around the edge because sometimes sometimes there is digital makeup on on actors mm. um and you know so that anything that passes in front of that digital makeup would have to have um, be rotoed wow. and have like a, a black and white silhouette created of it so it can be cut out and put back over the top once yeah. they've um, placed the animation or extra digital textures. Mm, okay, that sounds pretty cool. Um, so I gave I gave this a free piece. What did you, what, what what would you rate this? I'm going to give it a whole chicken because nice. I'm actually very tempted to watch it again, and that doesn't normally happen with many many. Netflix movies, but mm. I'm actually quite keen to watch it again. Okay. I quite like the world building yeah. of this group of people that can't die, but they're never quite sure when that's going to run out. Yeah, uh, um, I quite like that aspect of it. I might actually go and look for the original graphic novels at some point. I was quite taken with it. Mm. So, do you think like it was just a you know when it's their time, or do you feel like they have a limit of how many times they could die, and once they reach that, that's when they you know stop being immortal? I'm not sure it's like um, a, a set number of times. I think, I think maybe the, the 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 thing that came across to me was the fact that she was so tired of it mm. that maybe they. That's why the new girl was called because yeah. she was tired of this, and that's what that's what makes them vulnerable to dying. Mm. So like when you feel like literally your soul has had enough yeah. of everything. That you know, then it brings someone new in to make sure that there's still the same number of people, mm. but they have the fresh blood and they have the fresh sort of attitude and and keenness to do good. Yeah. So, did so you- I think it's going to be going forward that you know that she's not going to be healing, so she's going to have to be more careful, but that she's still going to be helping them and fighting with them. Mm. Do you not feel that like? she stopped being more because like she kind of lost sight of her purpose so now at the end of the movie where she's kind of like been shown why they're more and like the good that they do do you think that we're gonna get a switch well not a switch but you're gonna get a point where 
she thinks she's died and then she's going to come back to life because she's again refound her purpose for what she's doing and becomes immortal again i'm not sure to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. um i think it would be a bit of a cop-out because otherwise that ruins the system <laughs> of like when when you get like weary of everything mm. that maybe that's not something you can control that as soon as you hit that I've had enough point. Mm-hmm. That's when someone new get called and that's um you know, it doesn't mean you can't doesn't mean you won't live forever maybe, but you would you'd, you'd probably carry on living as long as you didn't get injured. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, maybe sort of a combination of the two. <laughs> yeah. So I I would when I was younger, I always wanted to like live forever because like I just, you know, thought it would be cool just like you know see everything change around you but like like the they showed in this movie like in today's world you would get found out it would be very hard to keep something like that secret because like there's so many cameras so much like times you got used certain documentation um and i thought that was explained and kind of explored quite well when they showed his like little board linking up to how he discovered them yeah yeah yeah, it's, it's um, you know, it's amazing what you can find out about people, even just with a quick Google search, mm. and then you, know, you could do a reverse image search, and then you can find find a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, I thought that was that was nice. In fact, as well with when when you live forever, everyone you really care about is gone at some point, yeah. and that can probably get very lonely. Mm, no, definitely, it definitely can. Um. But Kay, um, thank you so much for joining me on the episode. Uh, I look forward to seeing more of your work. Uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be paying attention to your IMDb. So anytime I see a film, I'll be like, oh, I know someone that worked on this film. <laughs> no, thank you so much for inviting me on your show because I've been catching up with your Studio Ghibli ones. Mm. So I've been, in, I've been enjoying your show very much. Monday is kind of like my leftover army day when i've sort of listened to the main podcast yeah. and i listen to yours and any of the others that pop up that uh, belong to army members so you guys keep my mondays and tuesdays nice and perky <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome that is awesome um yeah um like i don't know do you want to plug any social medias you don't have a podcast do you not yet no i'm sort of working on deciding what my podcast is going to be about most likely film mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm just trying to decide the aspect of what it is i want to do nice. um but i'm the new zealand film festival is coming up soon and i write reviews for a site called easternkicks.com mm-hmm. um and they review all the asian cinema that's coming out and as on release or Asian film festivals, that kind of thing. So you can find reviews there and I'll be probably posting a few of them over the next few weeks uh, from nice. the festival of stuff that I've not seen and it's not been reviewed on the site yet. So Awesome. So that's Eastern Kicks. Yeah, easternkicks.com. Yeah. Easternkicks.com. <laughs> that's nice. the only that's the only place I'm doing reviews for at the moment. So <laughs> right. awesome, awesome. All right, uh, well, Thank you for joining us and I will hope to have you on again so we can talk about your favourite films and uh, give that the blurs or us treatment. Um, yeah, man, it's been an absolute pleasure and um, thank you so much for joining me. No, no, thank you and keep up the good work with your podcast. It's always really enjoyable to listen to. Oh, thank you so much. All right, Agent K, thanks for being here. Say bye to the people. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, stick around for part two. Bye-bye now. 
Yo, 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 yo. It is still early in the morning. Rise and shine, because I'm now with Martin, who uh, slept through his alarm. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. What? Set my alarm for wrong day. What a fail. Yeah. You set your alarm for the wrong day when we literally talked like five hours ago about recording at eight o'clock. Listen, I don't want to make a new, uh, what's it called, day for my alarm. So I went to my Sunday one, set that to 7 a.m. thinking that, or 7.30 a.m. thinking that, oh, it's Saturday's one. And uh, yeah, I just, it was just an epic fail on my part. Yes, epic fail. So um, I just want to get, you know, Martin's opinion on a couple of things that we talked about in part one. Uh, and then we'll just go over one or two news topics, a couple of little trailers, Um yeah, it hopefully shouldn't be too long. Um, I just want to start off saying that. Have you ever watched um, ReZero? Yes, yes, I have. What are your thoughts on that? Because I just watched that for the very first time and I loved it. I give it a whole chicken. Um, yeah. I don't know why it took me so long to get to this anime. Um, I've seen so much about it online, especially since like, I'm a very big fan of the Isakai genre. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd been sleeping on this one. I didn't expect it to be so violent. Um, yeah, yeah I, I understand why the I Love Amelia jokes are flying around. Um, <laughs> yeah, what, what are your thoughts on ReZero? Um, I thought it was all right. Um, to be quite honest, the story felt very, very boring for me, even though, I mean, I, mean, I like it sometimes usually, but it felt very, very boring for me. Um, I might have to give it another watch, honestly, to uh, recast my thoughts. But for me, I'd, I'd give it uh, half chicken. What? Yeah. Nah, yeah, I think you need to do a rewatch. It's that. one of those animes that just didn't interest me as much as I thought it would. It was funny at first, for the first three or four episodes, but then I just I, I just lost interest in it. Dude, I, like I said, the, the fact that like he can respawn at a certain point to try and rectify... Uh, his story and like mm. he he you know he can pre- no it's a bit like Prince of Persia in a sense but not like Prince of Persia it, it's it's yeah. different isn't it like he actually dies he feels pain and like sometimes mm. when he comes back like he's he's proper traumatized by the experience that he's had and yeah. um, like I thought that because again I'd only ever seen um little bits of like in AMVs and stuff yeah. I didn't realize like Amelia, Rem, and Ram were like actually kind of badass and could like fight and kill people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I never saw that coming. So when all that stuff kind of happened and the magic and the fact that like in a sense, yeah, he has no magical powers like until like very late into the season, and the yeah. magic power that he has is quite waste. So <laughs> it, it was it was just like it was just really cool, man. Like I had so much fun with it. Um, I started season two, so I've watched two episodes of season two. Um, I'm looking forward to following that. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of ReZero. And again, I, I, I can, from watching it now myself, I can see why people hold it in such high regards in the Isakai genre. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I think uh, part of the reason why I'm a bit, uh, why I didn't just be as much because I was watching a series called The Regular at high school. And, I don't know. I just think I was expecting to see um, what, what's what I'm looking for. I was just expecting to see Anna a bit more magic from the first four episodes and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I know it was also building up a story or whatever, 
but maybe that's what ruined my uh, viewing experience. Me expect to see action all in one, all in the first uh, episode, the second episode, and I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's partly why. I feel like you got a bit because a bit. they meet. Um, I want to say her name was Route, so they go to that loot place, and, yeah. they, and they fight the first like evil woman. I can't remember what her name was, but like, do you know what I mean? And that was that was yeah. kinda, that was that was hard. I think you, I Sorry. I think you need to go back and do a rewatch in it. Like that's me personally. Um, oh, I, I'll force myself to go back. No, you, don't, you don't have to force it, but again, <laughs> like I really enjoyed it. Obviously, you know everyone has different tastes in it, but like I, no, like I, literally, I, I've over like two days, I watched all twenty five episodes, watched the movie, mm. and watched started season two. And um, I'm looking forward to them coming out week to week because um, season one ended up ended quite nicely, but then like the mm. twist that they threw at the end was on point. It so. It, it, it was a nice way to move progress the story forward so um, yeah. I'm looking forward to see where they take it like they're introducing new characters I'm hoping that they're going to introduce him to have like um, maybe not necessarily more magic spells but like him to be like a bit more skillful using the sword like you know like it just give me a bit more of the universe in it so yeah I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to season 2 um, right. you you obviously missed out on our guest which uh, sucks for you because I had a, a fantastic conversation I'm, I'm sure you did uh, oh. yeah. do you know what it's, it's what it is it's what it is do you know what I'm kind, I'm kind of glad that I spoke to her previously because I think if I had like discovered who she was like on the Skype call like it would have yeah. just been going ah! <laughs> like that literally would have been that like most episode of me just being like fanboying out in a sense and like yeah. talking about the the movies that she's been in and like it's mad bro like her list of movies yeah i'm only just gonna yeah, say i'm just I, I'm, I had a look on um, imdb so um yeah she has uh she's been in a lot of movies a lot that i like so exactly and oh. you know yeah like obviously like she's not here now so, so there's no way i can get in trouble yeah so that's cool <laughs> but like she worked on gemini man which you know it didn't have the greatest reviews but i i pre- i'm pretty sure i liked it uh she obviously worked on avengers endgame she worked on elite battle angel so if there is a sequel which is meant to be hopefully happening later this year mm-hmm. um she might be working on that again who knows um okay. one movie that i did particularly like uh was valerian the city of a thousand planets um and that was just because okay. that movie was just long man like <laughs> it, it you know when the, a trailer hypes you up and it doesn't really yeah. deliver um, yeah yeah and like she, she's even worked on fast and furious and i'm a big fan of the fast and furious franchise like ah uh, again <laughs> it, if if i could like grill her and get like more details of what she actually did it would be so cool to know but obviously she's you know she has a job that doesn't allow her to speak on things like that yeah i would, i definitely would not want her to lose her job because of a little podcast you know what i mean where like that's <laughs> like she and she even said that she's working at her dream company and so you know that's like that's her dream in it like i wouldn't want to yeah. ruin her dream but yeah but if it, like again if you just looked on her indv and you went through the films I, mm. I i was just really impressed like it was films that I knew, like not some mm. small little D-list movie. Yeah, these are like yeah, summer yeah. blockbuster. These are movies that are bringing in billions of dollars, and yeah, it's ah, uh, it, it, it's so cool. Like doing this year has allowed me to speak to so many different people, and mm-hmm. the fact that like you know talking to someone in New Zealand, and like I say, yeah, 
go when you go back here and you listen to some of the conversation, yeah, like I forgot like some of the things that people on the other side of the world go through. And the fact that like mm. she's a part of that. I think like even yeah. at one point, yeah, she mentioned uh Tas- the island of Tasmania and obviously you got mm-hmm. the Tasmanian devil and I was just like oh my gosh like it's so cool and then yeah. obviously New Zealand Lord of the Rings bro like <laughs> oh man like just go back and listen I'm telling you guys obviously those who are have already are joining in here now you'd have listened to that first half of the conversation so you know exactly what I'm talking about but Martin you missed out I'm telling you, go back and listen. Uh, and I get it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna have her on again because um, I the the plan was to like review uh, one of her favorite movies, um, which is mm-hmm. kind of what we've been doing over the last couple of episodes, um, doing people's uh, favorite movies and giving it like the blurs or us treatment. Um, next week we'll be doing uh, well, we should be doing Micah's favorite movie, um, which I don't know what that is. So yeah, we'll see what's happening. Uh, I am running on no sleep. I'm surprised I haven't started yawning or nothing. Wow. But, um, Maybe I should have done that. I would have been able to make the <laughs> first yeah, half now. Yeah, if you did it, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I made it with like 17 minutes to spare. Yeah, wow. so I, I I knew I had stuff to watch here, but I didn't watch it. Yeah, not because mm. like I didn't watch it, but I just felt like, oh, I've got time in it. And I'm not forgetting like the time difference because normally lately we've been recording on a Sunday, innit? But I was still mm. recording Saturday morning. Um, so I was just like, uh, I, I'm going to get it watching it. So I, I was watching Reezer. I was watching that. I was enjoying myself, doing a little bit of stuff at home. I was thinking, I still got time. And then it got to like, I don't know, nine o'clock and I was still watching Reezer. And I was like, oh, I, I really should start get, get watching uh, what we're going to be talking about this episode. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, let me let me watch Old old Guard of it because that's, that's a movie. Let me just watch that. And then if worst case scenario, if I only get maybe like six, seven episodes of uh, Japan Sinks 2020, you know, at least mm-hmm. I could talk about some of it with you guys. Um, but yeah, I actually managed to get everything watched. Uh, I was gassed. Good, good, good. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not even tired. I'm kind of like awake, like kind of not buzzing, but like, you know, when you just like, you've got a bit of energy in it. But I know that yeah. at some point I'm just going to crash in it. Um, but yeah, you, you watched The Old Guard as well, right? I was still guard. Yes. Okay. What What is uh, some of your thoughts and your rating? Um. Boy. Let's see. Um. So, I I enjoy the movie. Um. I enjoyed it because it's. I guess it's part of the, whole trip of you know finding someone who's like you. Um. I was going to teach them that you know they're part of you know something bigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, try just basically try to save save the day as always, whether you know it's a war or a corporation or what have you. Um, that's really been done, but I like, I still I still enjoy the movie in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, looking for a trailer, I had no idea that the main character um, was going to be uh, like you know ex military or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should really see from the trailers, but. Yeah. Uh, maybe how they tied her into all of it, uh, but she fitted into into the story pretty well. Yeah. Um, I I definitely enjoyed the the, the fighting scenes. Um, mm-hmm. I could tell that a lot of movies these days are going for more cinematic fight scenes. Yeah. Well, I say cinematic, but what I mean what makes me say is more realistic uh, f- fighting scenes. So mm-hmm. you know how in the, back in the day it'd be huge swings and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and today it's more, you know, close combat, um, a lot of 
fight techniques that you see in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Judo, Karate, Taekwondo, all, the, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, seeing it in this movie um, was also, I mean, like I said, it, it really helps with, you know, sort of setting the pace that, you know, it's actually it's actually supposed to be a, a good quality movie, I, I, yeah. I guess, in some um, aspects. Um, um, I like the whole, you know, healing powers thing. Um I mean, not healing powers, but the, the base to heal itself is saying I like how he tries to explain this all. Um, right again, said that, you know, um, talk about stem cells. And for those of you who don't know what stem cells do, stem cells are un, uh, what's called unspecialized unspec- cells that, you know, are able to go to different parts of the body and help heal that body part by then changing into that cell that the body needs. Um, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really good. I was thinking to myself, hmm, imagine these people actually exist today. Imagine if we cultivated them. Could you imagine you'd have no bad knees playing American football? <laughs> no bad, I mean, no arthritis. Uh... Um, you know, you'd, you'd never have to have wrinkles again in your life. I mean, all that, all that stuff's going through my head. Um, I, I, this, 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 like, I would love to be immortal. Like, the premise of living forever. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the first maybe, like, 50 to 100 years when you're, like, seeing all your loved ones die and stuff like that for, like, the first couple of times might be, like, very hard to take. But I feel like... Some some people will be just clapping cheeks for thousands of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not serious. Yeah, but then like like the like Booker, when you clap cheeks clap cheeks and you have kids and then your kids are dying, like that, yeah, that causes its own own issues and you like you know, if you're emotionally invested, which you, you should be as a parent, it's gonna create its own problems. Like yeah, like how you know, annoying would it be that everyone that you love is eventually gonna grow old and die, and then you're just gonna be there just chilling, like you. Yeah, that's you know I mean? that tough. Again, we say it. We say it's tough because it's portrayed on TV and stuff. We we don't know. We don't. We don't have the experience. Like it might just like I said, the first time around it might be tough, but after it might like yeah, fuck it. Like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I get to live forever. I, can, I, mean, I, mean? I, I, I can understand why because it's almost like you know you're, you're becoming more and more numb to you losing people to who are close to you. Mm. Um, I do like you know um, in you know like say fantasy type movies where you know you have elves and if an elf marries a human and blah blah, yeah. like the elf will live for I don't know eight hundred years and the human can only live for like I don't know in those times or in those movies about maybe. 60 years or 100 years because you have some special ability or some special power that you know stops them aging fast or whatever like and still I think it's yeah it's I like I like what it touched on because um you have movies that do the same thing where they touch on the fact that you know you're going to still be looking young and everything like we'll be able to grow old with your loved ones initially and stuff like that Um, I thought that was a nice touch to it Mm. um I also enjoyed the um oh, I enjoyed the whole concept of I mean the way they died. It wasn't like, you know they get shot also I mean they, they die in some way and then mm. they instantaneously heal. This there's like a time period. I like the fact they also explained that that time period just depends on whether you're new or not, for example. Yeah, it's like um, so experience the, to it. Yeah. Um, there was actually a lot. I, of, there was actually a lot of funny elements to the movie. Like, oh, definitely. Not necessarily like it didn't. It didn't mean to be like ha ha laugh out loud. It was like mm-hmm. dark humor in it. Like, um, 
like when the, the bit on the plane where she says like, "Oh, like I, I guess you can't speak Russian," and then you know mm. that 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 little uh, fight scene was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the fight yeah. scene in the churchyard where she's like, she takes a sword and like beats up like I don't know fifteen guys with like guns mm. and stuff, and it was just like how she's been alive for so long that she's just like a proficient warrior. Like her her killing yeah. is just amazing. It like she's just professional at killing, uh, and I really like that. And as always, man. A chick that can kill me and there's a badass that can do all that action stuff here. It's, 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 it's just, it's, it's just hot in it. Like, even though I don't necessarily think the character herself was like really hot, like Charlie's throne is a very beautiful lady. I don't mm. think the character of Andy was like put, meant to be portrayed as like hot or anything, but like nah. the fact that she could just kill me in like 10 seconds is just like, oh my gosh. Uh, did you get the same vibes from her as you did Uma Thurber and um, Kill Bill? Yes, yes. Uh, yes so she's not exactly. supposed to be hot or anything like that. Yes, but, but she will fuck you up yeah. and she fucked up people bare in this film and I really like the aspect of it. Um, yeah. I, I would, I think I'd give this film a... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm banging in the middle um, of half chicken no, and no, three piece. No, no, because... you gotta pick one. No, you gotta pick one. Okay. Can I? Can I? <laughs> you gotta pick one. No, 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 no. You know, okay, no I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll give it three piece. I'll give it three yeah, piece. Okay, cool. A three piece. Um, uh, do you want a sequel to this movie? And how do you think the sequel is gonna go? Um, oh, I I would like to see a sequel to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, because um, let, let me ask you a question. This movie has been released in cinemas. Is this directly to Netflix? Uh, or was it was prior? I feel like this was always a Netflix project. This was never meant to go to the big screen. Okay, okay, that, that helps me out because um, with movies, so my thing is that uh, when you watch a film in cinemas, stuff like that, right, you have. You know, you can see that you know, there's a lot of quality being put into this film. Whereas, everybody, for me personally, whereas if it's done by a company that's not that has released it up to the big screen, yeah, usually the quality tends to go down. That's in the quality of you know filming, storytelling, um, graphics, design, all that stuff tends to be a bit downhill. However, and this this wasn't the case. It's always my thing. Every time I have, every time it's a Netflix. Um, movie on but I've always proved wrong because Netflix have also done um um oh, oh what's it called um Death 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 Note which I mean story wise trash but mm. the film and everything about it was good yeah um they did Bright as well Phil Smith <clears throat> yeah, that was amazing and I can't wait for the sequel for Bright very very good exactly exactly mm-hmm. um so I think the quality was good and everything that I would love to see it continued for the second movie yeah. um uh, maybe touch up a few, um, I don't know, action scenes here and there. Um, I mean, they don't, I mean, that's that's, that's for me personally. Uh, when I say touch up, I mean just in terms of maybe refining it a bit more. Some moves sort of a bit sluggish to me. Um, like, it was like, you know, a rehearsed fight scene. Um, I didn't flow as naturally as I thought, like, as I've seen in other movies, stuff like that. But besides that, um, I'm looking forward to number two, especially with the massive reveal right at the end of it. So um, I kind of knew that was going to happen anyway. It didn't surprise me to see that character. Right yeah. At the oh, end. oh yeah. I put that in my notes. I knew it. Like, it was, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you don't, you don't like have that scene, and and the fact that like it wasn't like confirmed that she was dead. Um, yeah, exactly. So you knew she was coming back, and like I also just felt as well like, oh, if this person can live like 
forever or keeps dying and gets drowned like eventually like her lung capacity is gonna be enough to like hold her breath for a long period long enough period of time to like mm. you know maybe like break her leg so she can then get out of her chains bit by bit and yeah. eventually figure out how to get out of it and then also as well like if she's been in there for like i don't know a thousand years or whatever however long it been yeah like th- wouldn't like the metal like um rust Rust yeah. to a point where that she'll be able to like break it open quite easily. Um, where, where do you think they're gonna take the sequel? Like, before I say what I, I want to say, well, I think that we'll know that. Um, well, we'll find out how she escaped. Well, people need to find that out, they can't oh, leave yeah. that out at all, otherwise, yeah. it, it'll just kill me. Mm-hmm. Be- um, so I don't know if it's a corporation or, um, Another, like another secret society or something like that mm-hmm. that knew that she was uh, that you know they, they keep records of who's um, immortal who is oh yeah who's mortal mm-hmm. um, they freed her for some ulterior motive you know how the team's supposed to be saving the world from disasters maybe this yeah. people these people are trying to let things you know go so bad so there's a massive shift um, I don't know maybe politically or society or um, as a society or whatever uh, um, okay I can, I can, I can, I can, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or it could be that this chick is just out for revenge and she's yeah. found, maybe she hasn't found her own people, but you know, she's on some madness just trying to punish human beings for, you know, See, what they did to her. Yeah. So I think that she's going to be on that tip in terms of punishing human beings for what they did to her. But I also think that she's going to be after Andy for like not looking for her and giving up looking for her. Cause that was kind of hinted at as well when she was just like, ah, I gave up looking for her. And like, I hope she forgives me or whatever she said, um, yeah. which is not what I want it to go. Because I think that is just such an easy storyline. I would, it is. I, I, I would like, okay, obviously you're going to have to have drama because obviously that's what we pay to see. Um, so yeah. it's not going to be like a happy go lucky story, but I would like for them, her to like not be go after Andy to kill her because she abandoned her. Like Andy kind of, there was nothing she could do in it. Like, and they must have spent like hundreds of years looking for her. So, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Um, and do you know what? Like, you can't you can't really blame humans for like losing the plot sometimes because you know when you're upset, you like your emotion your 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 emotions cloud your judgment. So when you're upset or afraid, definitely. Yeah. So it's very easy for me to say like, oh, she should be able to see it. Like, like what could Andy do? And like, Andy was chained up, and they took you away in it. Like. Andy, you don't know how long Andy was tortured for. Like, by the time she escaped, you know, it may have been impossible for her to come find you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, the ocean is massive. Yeah. Mm. You don't know where Mm. she could have ended up. Like, and especially with the technology that they had back when she was captured by things, she probably, they probably wouldn't be able to go deep down enough. Like, they would have to get them James Cameron's little submarine to go down to them depths to find them. Do you know what I mean? You're right. You're right. Because honestly, um, even into the even today, you know, we're still finding discoveries out there, like lost ships that we haven't seen for centuries, um, lost treasures, that kind of thing. So it's understandable that you know, finding being able to find this one person who's chucked somewhere in the sea, whatever, you know, over decades, mm. you know, the sand, uh, what's not the sand, the should be shifted all over the place or whatever. Yeah. She might be buried underneath some underneath sand and other other things. Um, so for us, it's understandable that yeah, I mean, there's nothing she could have done. She was also chained up, and yeah. you'd have no idea if she went through the same torture or whatever. Or, um, Jenny's be like, listen, 
you I understand that you couldn't do anything to save me, blah blah, but I'm still gonna you know, I'm still gonna screw up the rest of the world because everything needs to suffer for they did. You know what I mean? I think it might, it might be that as well. Yeah, if she goes on some next like um, vengeance tip where she wants to like destroy everyone uh hmm. for what they did to her, again it's it, it's it's not what I want in it, but We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see whatever, whatever they put out here yeah, I'm, I'm a watching it uh, I want to say yeah. I just want to say this again the, the, it might seem like such a, a nitpick but it is a is a big issue for me it's just <laughs> the fact that like they didn't tie up the loose ends and like yeah. when, when a guy that you've like knocked over yeah why does his key card still work mm. like that's the first thing that gets cancelled when you get fired from a job yeah your key card is not gonna work later on the same day. Your key card, your all your access share, it should be terminated. And for the fact mm. that a company that was like such a a big massive company made such a a, a minor error. And again, I understand that's for to help move the plot forward. But there was other mm. ways they could have done that. Like they could have, you know, used now to like figure it out. She could have used like some of her own smarts to get into mm. the building. Yeah, so. Yes. Um, I, I was going to add one more thing. Um, so, one, is, I mean, the Iron Maiden scene actually almost like <laughs> I feel some type of way about it, basically, because, um, like, you know, you know, when you hear about you know all day torturers, what they did for um, like, during the like Salem witch trials or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, you look. At, I mean, you obviously read about it. So you know that you know they drown people, they hung people, but then seeing it. Like, like portrayed on the TV. I mean, on TV on Netflix. Um, in the movie. Yeah. I'm thinking yourself because I made also had um, spikes, spikes in them. Yeah. And it was one. Of the, it was like one of the, like the ultimate punishment. And blah blah. And I'm thinking, raw. <laughs> she's going through all that. That she can't die. So she's being tortured in numerous ways. One, she has spikes through her. So she's gonna, you know, like she's gonna revive. Mm have those spikes in her so she's not going to heal properly and then die again, like slowly bleed out again yeah and then she gets drowned and again she's waking up while dying by drowning as well as dying by these spikes in her yeah and who knows like you know she's probably being eaten as well alive because you know there were holes there were holes in this Iron Maiden so like in the, in the face and everything like that mm. so who knows what manner of creature was eating her all this time until she managed to escape or whatever yeah. um and yeah, it was that. That was a dark scene, and you know, like it reminded me that you know humans can do incredibly evil things. Evil things because we're because scum. they're scared. Do you know what I, mean? I don't. Do you know what? Yeah, like I said, I've uh, I've said on previous podcasts. Like I, I'm happy that we're hopefully never gonna get aliens or we're never gonna get mutants because like. Look! Look at that! Look! Do at you not hear? Do you not hear though that um uh, was it? Apparently, aliens have already visited uh, Earth. Yeah, I'm gonna believe that when I have a little bit more concrete evidence, like I see something coming out with like tentacles and that. But like, look, look, look at the whole madness of like asking people to wear um, face masks. Like, look how yeah. much drama that's causing. So imagine, yeah, the the drama and the madness that would come if like we discovered that there was a a group of people in society that just like couldn't die and like like you said people would hunt them to like research them yeah. and try and you know come up with cures and like they're gonna pay it out pay it out like they're doing it for like the the good of the world where mm. literally like you know it's 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 scummy in it like it's it's, it's not cool in it um 
but yeah, no. Nah, so cool. I, I'm glad I got your hear your thoughts on uh, old guard. Um, so in our little group chat, you were actually watching Tokyo 2020 while I was. Yes. Why do I keep saying Tokyo 2020? Japan sinks 2020 while I was still watching ReZero, and you just kept on saying, "Oh my gosh, this anime! Oh my gosh, this anime!" <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my gosh." What is he talking about? This and, anime tried it, man. Ah, uh, this Freaking anime. Playing, trying to play me, this, my emotions. I was like, this, no, not today. This, no. This, this anime, yeah, was someone watched Game of Thrones and thought, hmm, how can I make an anime and add some elements of Game of Thrones to it? And, and this anime did that. So, you know, like, tell, tell me your thoughts. Tell me what you, you know, what you thought of this and then um, give me your rating. Okay, so um, I don't know how lengthy it's going to be. Hopefully, I'm doing like maybe three minutes or whatever, right? But so, um, one, the animation style. Um, I like the animation style. It reminded me of Devilman Crybaby. I don't know if someone from the Devilman Crybaby series worked on this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see um, a similar animation style to it. Um, so, I saw, saw the animation style. I was like, okay haven't seen Devilman Crybaby and <laughs> known how gruesome that is, mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, this, this is not going to let me, uh, let, let me off the hook that easily. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just considering right, that at the time, I didn't even know what the, what the story was. I just knew it was Japan sinks. So something to do with, you know, obviously Japan, yeah. so being submerged in the water. Cool. Mm-hmm. So the, the animation was really good. Um, when the earthquakes happened, I felt the earthquakes. Like I could visually feel the earthquakes, you know, with um, buildings just, you know, suddenly breaking, the way they broke and everything like that, the impact um, and the sounds they heard when, you know, debris hit a human being. Mm. Um, fair, fair. Um, that, and it, it, it was good. Uh, the animation was good. The sounds they used were, were very, very good. Um, like every exp- I, I, every explosion I heard, every, um, um, you know, say even uh, like shaking I heard, it sounded very realistic. Yeah. Um, I also added to the fact that, you know, this is actually a sort of disaster movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I appreciated that. Um, I like the creativity of, you know, them portraying one earthquake of that magnitude could do. And, you know, just the various... Um, ways that people are affected by earthquakes so you know besides you know buildings breaking and stuff like that um you have um you know things like power going out also going out what what are people's first instincts when you know mm. <laughs> everything around has been destroyed okay let me go find shelter and then let me try and find food so you can see themes of you know people trying to um hold on to their food and also something um i would say people trying to be, are being more selfish but given, you know, what's happening around them, yeah. you can see that they're less willing to share out stuff. I mean, people are, le- are less trusting of others and whatever. Mm. Um, so I like the sort of like the human psychology in that. Um, and, you know, just things that people would do, um, or, put, or maybe possibilities that people would, could do in disasters. Um, that, that was good. Um, then the mum. Oh, I love the mum episode um, for the first episode. Um, uh, she was she was such a good mum. Um, you know, progressively moving forward, um, trying to protect other people, saving other kids, stuff like that. Yeah. So I knew that. Nah, 
you're gonna make me like her and then you're gonna do something to her yeah cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I thought she was gonna be the first to go to be honest but i'm not yes, gonna lie yeah, yeah. yeah i went like literally very early on yeah i did not like the door and i wanted her to die so much like <laughs> the I daughter was annoying me could man. Not like, one wait. of them said to her grow up <laughs> i was like yes finally do you know what i expected the mom to slap her so many Same. times because the mom because the mom was i don't know if she was a, a black mom or whatever but i was looking i was like no nah, you got some melanin in you no <laughs> like, the, the, mom, the, the, the mom was from the philippines and you philippines, know what? i, I kind of okay. like that the oh mom, philippines okay there we go i, I kind of like <laughs> that the mom was like like thick and chunky in it like it wasn't the stereotypical like slender japanese woman like do you know what yeah, i mean exactly. like, it was exactly. a, it was a bit like they, they fall by like people are just a bit different in this movie um, yeah no nah, she might be a my mom I, I i can tell that you know um just that's just the way she was as um you know being a mom um so you know like a strong in aspects of like she's strong-minded um yeah. and she's big-hearted um i was like Okay, cool. Well done for you know portraying that mom character because like, I don't know, my mom will move the world if it was to help if I was a yeah. job and uh, you know she was out there looking trying to help me. Um, so I definitely felt that, which is you know I could tell what they were trying to do, but you know after seeing Game of Thrones, the Red Wedding, especially, I was like, yeah, I don't trust you. I don't trust these anymore. Um, but. Again, my mum, mum, you know, brought a lot of emotion forward. Um, and you know, when she, I mean, how much of how much of spoilers are we allowed to yeah, uh, reveal? Go, go spoilers. It's been out for like a week and a bit. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, when she passed away in the end, and the way she passed away, it was very, very sad because you know she literally gave her life to save uh, her kids. Yeah. Um, especially when she had a heart condition as well and that also put a strain on the heart I mean yeah. you can tell she's going to die anyway because you know the the battery went out mm-hmm. um, and stuff I mean I was, I was going to assume that you know they'd probably be able to hotwire the boat in such a way that it can charge her her um, uh, what was it called it's like, it's like a pacemaker wasn't yeah, it yeah but it was like um, a, I can't a, a battery powered ba- battery powered pacemaker which um yeah, we we don't think that's how that works, but we're not scientific experts, and so we don't know what they're yeah. what they're drawing from. Um, yeah, I, um, go, sorry, go on. I was I was gonna say that. Um, okay, so here are a few things. So, all right, so literally, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out to you my thoughts as I was watching this. Right, yeah. so um, here we go. So, literally, the way the dad got wiped out, I literally put exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I was like, raw. Yeah, no. I, I, All he did was go out to get some yams. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and you know what made it worse? Yeah, when they just saw his, you just saw his hand in it. And it his like, hand oh, by. This guy is dead off. Like he's absolutely and, finished. Oh, and then when you heard, when you heard like you know the the metal of the shovel hitting the metal of the IED, and then reading and like just before that happened, you read a sign that says, "Oh, there's some unexploded mines." I'm like, why are there yams growing on you know on? on <laughs> It's for the yams. Why have that sign that says no trespass and blah, blah, blah. That's so disingenuous. Do you know what I mean? I was like, nah, you set him up on purpose. And this guy was just digging for yams to help out his family. And go, boom, hand in the air. Like, oh, bitches. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, he, um, he got fucked. He actually got rigged. Yeah. Um, Mary, um, Marie died uh, so bad, uh, death by poison gas. I was oh, like, of course. Yeah, that was filth. And the thing is, yeah, like the 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 daughter <laughs> realized she didn't even realize, but like 
the like when I saw the birds on the floor dead, I was like, what's what yeah. Is, what is me? So I didn't even clock until like they explained it to me. And I was like, oh, that is a like after she survived nearly getting raped, yeah, to mm. then die like that. Like I thought she's had her hardship. She's gonna be fine now. Like, but then no, yeah. they they gave me a little bit of hope. Like she was a bit of a badass character. She she kicked that guy's ass. Ah, uh, she just yeah, she was sick. She was sick. Yes, they gave me a little bit of hope that she will be cool. And then no, especially after they lost the dad as well. I was just like, okay, yeah, we need we need a strong character. Like she's gonna be the one that like takes the lead and does something. And then no, just kill her off. Yeah, um, more from so more from the destruction that happened in Japan. I said that smoke come from power plants and wind. Uh, winds and rain carrying radiation as well because that's something to think about. Um, we had the Fukushima um, power plant disaster a couple of years ago um, in Japan, and you know there was radiation leaking out into the seas. Um, that's still that's still going on, I believe. Um, so uh, radiation is obviously very very hard to get to uh, get rid of. I mean, the, you have to go through so many processes and stuff just to sort of clean it out of systems, so out of the air, out of uh, water. Um, so. This movie also reminded me that yes, Japan does have nuclear power plants, and if one of them was was to explode, you'd have all these things going on around you and blah blah. Um, so that hit to reality as well. Um, oh yeah, I wrote that. Why they make these characters so likable? Like, I literally said, thank God I've seen uh, Game of Thrones and Attack on Titan to not get attached to them. Yeah, because oh. Other than they, the, they, they did really well with these characters, honestly. Yeah, other than the door. Like, I like every other character but the door. The door going on. And actually, you know what? Another character I didn't really like. I didn't like Daniel, the little weed-smoking English guy that took them to that little cult place. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan yeah, of Yeah, I didn't like him. So when, when, he, when he died, I, I, I didn't shed a tear. Like, I didn't shed a tear <laughs> at all, to be honest. But, like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel for him. I was just like... Yeah. Is this guy trying to whack on the mum? Like, what, 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 what's his angle in it? Like, I didn't really know what he was trying to do. And the fact that they were feeding them weed, yeah, in their food, mm. yeah, to little kids, mm. I was just like, nah, this place is culty, man. Like, something's gonna, exactly. go, something's gonna go wrong here. Someone's gonna die here. And then, and then they did. The granddad died, didn't it? And I was like, oh, why, why are you gonna, like, set him up and have him, like, being addicted to drugs and, yeah, and then yeah. gonna finish him. But I'm not gonna lie here. The scene when the the boulder fell on that child, I laughed. I laughed. Bro. I laughed so much. <laughs> it was so sudden. I was like, I I I honestly didn't expect it to go down that way. I didn't expect it to happen at all. I mean, just how? Just the walking. I think the kid. That was the first time the kid spoke, and all of a sudden, yeah. I I, I was I, like, that happened way too quickly, and I, that I, was too I, undeserving. I, I I found it funny. I just laughed. And then the bit when they 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 trying to get all the gold and stuff out of the vault and they would just like blast each other and just die. Man, that was so dumb. That, that was so yeah, dumb. Yeah. They didn't deserve to kill each other. I don't care. It was so dumb. Yeah. How's one guy murking three people? By the way. Wait, I don't know, man. It it, it, it just a lot of entertaining uh, segments in that little situation there. Um, go, go on, going back to your notes. So- um, some more things um, when the so um, when they were in the harbour um, I couldn't go onto the ship that you know took people with I think IDs and whatever um, or, or shipping them to another um, country right yeah um, and then, then then go into another place where you know these Japanese nationalists were on and said yeah oh, the racist yeah, only pure Japanese are allowed so are allowed on so if you're a foreigner or oh, so, sorry non-Japanese 
go away. If you're half Japanese, go away. Like we only we only want pure Japanese. I was like, you dickheads, and I can so see some uh, some people doing this as well. Oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, you heartless pricks. Just because they're not, you know, they're not your skin color, your culture, blah blah. blah. You just gotta leave them out here. Yeah? All right, cool, whatever. And then guess what? They died. And they got and they and was it the uh, little raft thing caught on fire due to poor electrics. Um, happened. There happened to be open gas, so that caught on fire, blew up the place. I was like, "Yeah, you deserve that." Mm. Fuck you, racist. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, "Yeah, they dodged a massive bullet," and then the old guy um, on his boat uh, picked them up, and then um, you know them going out to sea. I, I, I really like that. And then they make the old guy die because, again, human nature. Mm. People are being selfish. The guy, the gun, obviously, like, it shot him. Um, and then guys bleeding out. Kids go to sleep. They wake up the next day and the guys get eaten by seagulls. Yes. Oh my gosh. And the shark. Like, and the shark comes up and yams and him. And the shark. When the shark came, I was like, nah, this, this film, this, 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 this uh, movie does not play about. I was like, Ugh. so this shark just knelt in from miles away, came, just ate him, done. Probably, probably even I see God too as well. I'm like, that was so damn deep. This movie was just not playing. Mm. Um, like, it's like almost everyone they met died. Um, and the way they died was like, they died doing good things. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I- it, it was it was kind of good that the um um it was kind of good just not sorry it was kind of good when they found the the hard drive and then the old mm. man the doctor that was being with them didn't die because yeah. again <coughs> not that it would have I wouldn't have minded but like it was the fact that like the mom drowned and I was just like oh my gosh are they gonna kill this guy by him drowning as well and it was just so peak that the, the oxygen tank didn't work or had a hole in yeah. it that, that um, leaked out or otherwise he'd have been fine um this movie tries so hard to give you feels uh, so like the way each one died was I mean you'll see at the dad who was expert by IED mom died from the heart um sort of put too much strain on the heart the old man um you know fall into his death mm-hmm. um but to be fair he did she did shoot um go and you know with the arrow so he was on job in it like he, yeah. he was on job i feel like if i was ever in this, this like i'm not a survival expert expert in it but like i felt mm-hmm. like as they were going through tokyo like they should have been like checking through for water and stuff and like each anytime they went past anywhere they should have each picked up like a backpack and had supplies yeah. in it <laughs> like just having the dad with the backpack was just like mm, what happens if like that backpack goes missing or something happens yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, yeah definitely I, um i was gonna say that um oh the the, the guy who's a shotting and um, he then saved the kids by, you know, sprinting. Yeah, to get a hard drive. A little bit. I was like, bro. <laughs> like, again, that was no chill. You're like, oh, yeah, he's going to make it. He's going to make it, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, a wave comes and takes him out. And you're just like, rah. It's like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can't, get, can't get a moment's joy where, you know, 
Again, the guy I, actually makes it. The guy in Rainfall makes it. Again, I feel like he should have survived, <clears throat> and it was annoying that the daughter and the daughter survived out of everyone <clears throat> that should have survived. Um, yeah, yeah, it's mad. So, wait, what did you what, 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 what did you rate this? Um, I give it a three piece, man. Yeah, I, I give it a three piece. It's very hard for me to give movies four piece. <clears throat> I'm sorry, not four piece, whole chicken. Um, but um, I, I I give it a three piece. Um, sound is good, acting is good. The characters, all characters are likable um, and realistic. I think in terms of how they react to everyone around them um, or interact with people around them. Um, I like that animation style. Um, Again, it's very, very similar to Devilman and Crybaby. I don't know whatever other movies that, that have some animation, but I know those two definitely share it. Um, story, very, very good. You know, everything felt realistic um, in anime form, which is what made it so enjoyable. Because if I was watching this with real people, I don't know, I might have found it a bit more hard to uh, a bit harder to sort of relate with that character if it's a real movie. I don't know why. Oh, if it was a live-action movie, was, I don't know why. I just I- have that. If it was live action, I think I would have just laughed more at how stupid they could be in it because, like... I think so. I felt like a lot of the scenario, especially, like, with the daughter, in terms of, like, she got a scratch or a, a deep cut and she didn't tell nobody and they got infected. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just didn't care for her. I felt no sympathy for her at all because she didn't tell no one that she got a cut. Exactly. And I was getting infested. Like, there was even a bit when they were in the hot springs, yeah, and she had a dirty foot oh, inside yeah. the spring with her gangrene and that. I was vexed. I was like, take your dirty, stinking foot out of the water. Like, that's nice water. And, and it was just the fact that her brother was swimming in the water. I was like, ugh, that's nasty, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the ending was really nice as well. Uh, you know, just them being accepted into, I think they went to America. Um, you know, being accepted there, um, the, the both siblings, you know, Going to school, doing well. Also, the sister lost a leg. Um, are you, are you me? Yep. Are you me? Because she's lost, e- lost, yeah. lost the legs. So she's now a, a para. Sorry, is it para athlete? Para athlete. Okay, yeah. Para so she's not para athlete, but she's still she's doing what she loves to do. Um, so that was really nice to see. Yeah. Um, the brother swimming or something like that as well. So you can tell they've, they've grown up. Um, mm-hmm. And did you spot the did you spot the guy in the audience? By yeah, the way, kite. when. Yeah. yeah, I was happy because if if he had if he had died, yeah, for real, yeah, I'd have been upset because I felt like he deserved to live in it. Like he could have mm. left them lot from like the moment he met them in it, but he stayed with them. Yeah. He kept on coming back for them. He kept like he put in work in it. So for him he to put in all that work yeah, and to die, and then the way he they the way they set off him to die as well, I would have been vexed. <laughs> I, 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 like literally, if he had died, yeah, I'd have given this a free, a free piece. But because of the fact that he survived. Um, I'm pretty sure I gave it a whole chicken. Like I really did enjoy it, but um, I think I gave it a whole chicken. I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure I did. Um, yeah, I I I liked it. Like there were some moments that was a bit stupid. Um, but I find I found it entertaining. Um, like it was like you said, it was was just really well done. Um, I laughed at bits that probably other people didn't laugh because like (laughs) I I don't really say me. Sometimes I have a bit of a dark sense of humor, and I find things that aren't funny funny. (laughs) Oh yeah, say I bet you would now. Like the sleep is the sleep is starting to. It's it's now catching up. It's it's catching up, man. Like literally, (laughs) once it's done, I think I'm gonna make myself a sandwich and then. I'm gonna conk out and then I'll edit this. Bro, you're probably gonna wake up at like 7 p.m. Wait, that's just like the norm. The norm, literally, this this whole <laughs> lockdown thing without having like a, a proper 
um, structure to life. I've just been going to mm. bed at left, right, and center different times. Um, yeah, no, I, I like to. Uh, uh, if you're a fan of anime, I'll definitely check this one out. Um, same with Old Guard, check that out. Um, I'm just going to rattle through some news just real quick, just so that's out of the way. I can just delete off the notes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, I can't remember her name. I didn't write it down, but you know, the Glee star, she passed away. Um, yes. they found her body in the, in the lake and it looks like she probably saved her child. And boy, it's just one of those ones where, you know, when you're out in the water, um, it don't matter who you are, like water is not something to mess around with, man. Like life jackets, are a must in it and it, it doesn't sound like she was wearing one so that sucks but 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 she um <laughs> her name is um naya rivera okay um she she's an avid swimmer um it was revealed that she was an avid swimmer um Boy. so i don't know what happened but maybe it was an accident and you know both her and her child fell into water but um well she said i know that she saved the child because the child was in the yeah she, she, just, she she mustered the, the strength to save her child but then she didn't have any energy to sort of pull herself up. Mm. And yeah, um, yeah, she, 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 she's, yeah, she passed away, she drowned. Um, yeah, nice, man. Which is, oh, so, I mean, things like this are so, so sad, Listen, you know, honestly. 20, 20, um, 2020 is just a year, bruv. 2020 is just taking people left, right, and center. Um, yeah. So, uh, one of my, uh, Coach Navarro, who's been a guest on the show, uh, messaged me saying that basically Chadwick Boseman has been animated to hospital again. Um, I didn't find anything on Google to say, um, like for definite what's going on with him, but I do remember like yeah. in April earlier this year, um, he was looking like mad ill in it. Mm. <coughs> so I'm hoping all the best to Chadwick Boseman, uh, cause I do not want him to have to recast Black Panther. Um, Done, me neither. Me and also, neither. like, I enjoy the stuff that he's in, so. Um, all the best to him if the you know he's in in hospital hopefully he recovers and it's not covid related um mm. ryan gosling and chris evans to start in a russo brothers espionage film for netflix um two very handsome chaps uh, <laughs> in what appears to be a spy versus spy movie um okay both again it's the russo brothers isn't it like so far what they, whatever they've done has been kind of hot in it um I, I like 27 Bridges. It wasn't like a masterpiece, but I, I liked it for what it was. Um, like I said, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are both like very adapt actors. Um, I like what they do. And, um, mm-hmm. <coughs> you know, obviously the Roosters have worked with Chris Evans and doing the Captain America movies and stuff like that. So they have a very yeah. good relationship. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that's, oh, uh, what anime and manga news the only manga news I put down was a solo level in season 2 is going to come out in August 2020 well, yeah that was, that was what I would put down as well yeah um, yeah I haven't got any more, any more bits of uh, anime news at all uh, but I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll there'll be some more updates <laughs> for next week alright so quickly on trailers uh, we had the old guard which actually came out the, the weekend that we're going to talk, we'll talk about anyway so Mm-hmm. Talk about that trailer. Uh, Transformers War for Cybertron. Um, yeah, it looks good. Uh, mm-hmm. I look forward to seeing what they do with this one. It looks like um, we're gonna get like literally just transformed on Cybertron and seeing the War for Cybertron. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna get ho- hopefully not gonna get any human interaction. Um, I was going to say that. Um, so I was, really kind of, I was going to say that. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've seen online that it's part of a trilogy. Um, so 
Uh, yeah, it'll be, I mean, it'll be good. It'll be great to see uh, this Transformers because I'm a massive fan of Transformers. Um, um, good away from you know Transformers, Beast Wars, uh, Beast Wars, the Dinobots, etc., etc. Even the very old uh, um, cartoon series where you know um, oh, what's his name? His name was uh, Megatron mm. turned into a gun. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've been watching from that early on, and it'll be great to see the you know the backstory to um, Transformers. So um, you know, again, me being a, a fan of Transformers, I know that um, Optimus Prime was. Orion packed before he became Optimus Prime, so I'd love to. I would love to see where he like him going from, you know, being just ordinary like library keeper to then become the leader of the Autobots, um, and then also Megatron himself was a gladiator as well, and he starts his whole uprising, whatever. So I'm hoping that with these movies, something like that, uh, or some information about you know the past um, characters is revealed to us. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, and if it is actually a trilogy, then I I'd hope that they'd include um, some backstory to uh, you know to like the relationships between you know Autobots, Decepticons, um, Optimus Prime, Megatron, um, and then just Cybertron as a planet and um, the Transformers as a society. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm, I'm just hoping that it, you know it, it delivers some. Uh, how do I say this? Long expecting, uh, expected uh, uh, reveals for me. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did, uh, Nana, did you know anything about uh, Transformers? Like, uh, you know, the past uh, uh, stuff that I touched on? No, just again, like, I like the Transformers uh, franchise. I enjoyed the cartoons as a kid. I've enjoyed the Michael Bay movies. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, I've heard rumors that they're going to be doing a live action Beast Wars, which I'll be really excited for since I really liked that cartoon uh, when I was younger. Um, <coughs> you know, Netflix have generally been putting out a lot of good things. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, I think I'm pretty sure like in like when they're like putting up text, yeah, they call this, they call it an anime. So hopefully like we're getting some of the studios that have been doing some of the Netflix anime originals and stuff. Um, because again, the Netflix the Netflix anime originals have been really spot on. Um, yeah. So if they're gonna give that same kind of love and care that they have been with those kind of products, um, I, I I'm I know it's gonna be good in it. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope it lives up to everyone's expectations. Like I'm like I said, I I enjoy Transformers. I'm not saying I'm gonna say like I'm like a super fan or anything like that. But like for those people out there who are like big fans of it, like Hopnar and Brian that you know it is something that they can watch and enjoy it and like it in capture it, it captures um how they felt when they watched transformers as as, as young children do you know what mm. i mean um and also it brings it to a new, new generation of kids as well to watch transformers yeah um last two quick little trailers i'm not gonna say too much on these yeah because like i didn't really I didn't really like the trailers, but I know I'm gonna mm-hmm. like the seasons. But um, that's the boys on Amazon Prime and mm-hmm. um, Umbrella Academy. Um, I watched both trailers just the once. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't like super thrilled. Like I don't think they were like amazing trailers. But like I yeah. said, I know that what I'm gonna get from the season is gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I'm just gonna wait and see. Uh, we're gonna be getting them quite soon. So I'm gonna. Have to, I'm definitely gonna have to end up doing a rewatch of that real soon and um yeah that kind of brings us up to the end of the episode um 
don't know what more else there needs to be said. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, just looking forward to, to uh, the trailers, or well, to the movies, and uh, yeah. Mm. See what happens with movies and series and see what happens. We'll definitely have um, more to talk about when we actually start watching it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cinemas are still not open down here. I think the I think Kingston Odeon's open because like they were showing like okay. Star Wars and stuff like that, but um Strem and Wimbledon haven't reopened their cinemas yet and there's a, they're the two closest to me. Like mm-hmm. I could trek all the way to Kingston, but that's a bit long. So I might just wait for Strem to reopen around me. Yeah, just wait, got... save up your money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, 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 for popcorn and nachos <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. No, they're still not getting my money for oh, popcorn and nachos. <laughs> yeah, listen, I ain't rich like that, man. I'll just go watch my film and leave. And I'm going to continue doing that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, again, like, I want to thank Kay for coming on this episode. Uh, it was really entertaining to talk to her. Um, now that I know the time yeah, zone, yeah, it was absolutely awesome talking <laughs> to her. Yeah. Now that you know, now that I know the time, like I, I like having people in different time zones because when I'm up at sleep at o'clock in the morning, like they're someone's awake, always, they're yeah, someone's always awake, so I can just drop a message and find out like what they're up to, how their day is, um, mm. and also like as um, obviously can't really talk about anything current, but like, in terms of old films and TV shows, I can chat to her about and uh, you know get her views on that. Um, <coughs> oh my gosh I'm ah oh yeah I think my body's just ready to go to bed yeah 100% uh, <laughs> sounds it yeah I don't know I've just, just got a dirty little cough just come out of nowhere um yeah I want to go make my sandwich might have myself a cup a cup of tea you know be be British innit uh, <laughs> make myself a what, what did they say um Earl Grey I might yeah I might have an Earl Grey I don't think yeah. you have that Earl Grey nonsense in my house I think I got I got hot chocolate and coffee. I think that's that's in my house. So uh, I might go and make myself some hot cocoa and uh, sip some of that. Have a little sandwich. And um, yeah, guys. All right. Then. <clears throat> I hope you have enjoyed episode 160. Um, we're we're coming up to like 200 quite fast. Um, I'm mm. lo- hopefully looking to do something a little bit different for episode 200 than I did for episode 100. Um, mm. Yeah, man. Um, I have one more thing to say. Um, we didn't get to cover Snowpiercer. So I know we last week is going to cover it this week, but I think because oh, no, we, we're going we're to cover it with Mike and everything and uh, being late and whatever, we will shift it on to next week. I'm sure, Nana? Yeah, no, we're going to cover it with Michael because that's what's saying that Michael wants ah, to talk about. Of so course, okay. Hopefully, cool. if Michael awesome. is available to be on the episode next week, uh, we will talk to Snowpiercer. <laughs> Which gives me time to go find the film and watch the film and then watch the Netflix series. Yeah, um, yeah so... Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, please, uh, if you are an Apple podcast, please like, leave us a review. It does help with our visibility to hopefully be access to more people. Um, I hope to do a little bit more interviews of people in certain industries. So obviously today we had caves in the movie business. Uh, hope to get someone that's into gaming, uh, stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. Oh my gosh. What is happening with my voice? <laughs> ah, I'm like dying over here. Well, go, 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 drink. You've been talking too much. Go drink some water. Have your hot cocoa. In it, nice. Hot have, cocoa. have your sandwich. Go sleep. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm guys. Sure thank you for listening, and we will be with you again next week. Uh, might I say bye to people. Bye, everyone. Bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys! <laughs>